Welcome to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from July 9th, 1996. From the high desert and the great American Southwest, I bid you all good evening, good morning across all these many time zones from the Tahitian Hawaiian Island chains. Eastward to the battered Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands. South into South America, north to the Pole and worldwide on the Internet. This is... Coast to Coast AM, and I bid you all good evening and good morning. It's going to be open lines all night long tonight. You set the pace, you set the direction, we will go. Let me give you a little bit of uh, tracking information. Uh, somebody called yesterday and wanted to know where we were on satellite. And so grab a pencil, and I'm going to tell you where the clear feeds on satellite presently are located. You can always catch us on satellite F1, transponder 5, 5.8 wideband audio. That's satellite F1, transponder 5, 5.8 wideband audio. Or WWTN in Nashville also has a satellite transponder, and since they carry the show just about in its entirety, you can catch us on their transponder, which is G5, Transponder 18, 7.35 megahertz, wide band. So, either one of those locations, let me give that again. G5, Transponder 18, 7.35, wide band audio. So, both of those satellite locations on C-band are a good place to catch us. All right, uh, Bertha, Big Bertha, after ravaging... Uh, uh, parts of the Caribbean is now beginning to lose a little bit of strength. It went from a Category 3 to a 2 down to 105 miles an hour from 115. But we are not out of danger. It could still come ashore somewhere around the North Carolina-Virginia border. We'll have to wait and see. They're saying it's going to pull north. It may go north. It may not. Uh, just a very tiny movement one way or the other could cause it to hit land uh, or not, and we are keeping a careful watch on it. Uh, Defense Secretary Perry and other top military people in trouble blasted in a Senate committee yesterday uh, for the bombing that killed 19 Americans. I still want to know why Secretary Perry wouldn't tell us that the Saudis had said no to increasing the security uh, barrier. I'd like to know about that, wouldn't you? Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu, Netanyahu used his first visit to Washington. Uh, it was on CNN, uh, the, the president on the right, Netanyahu on the left. Actually, when you think about it, it should have been the other way around, huh? At any rate, uh, said he's prepared to enter peace talks with the Syrian president. Uh, but his first priority is stopping the terrorism, and I can't blame him for that. The Senate has passed a bill to increase the minimum wage to $5.15 an hour from 4.25. The bill passed by a bipartisan 74-24 vote after a month-long fight. So it looks like uh, it's going to happen. Looks like we're going to raise the minimum wage. And as long as we don't lose, I mean, salaries have been going up, uh, average salaries. And as long as we don't lose jobs over a, a wage hike, it'll be all right. 
the problem with a minimum wage hike is when you begin to lose jobs, then you know you've gone too far. And we'll grab you. It's about Bob Dole, and it says, Dole won't pursue weapons ban. Republican presidential contender Bob Dole has dropped his bid to repeal a ban on assault weapons, saying many of the weapons are readily available anyhow. Dole had promised the NRA in March of 95 that he'd work for the repeal of a ban on 17 assault weapons. But he's backed off now. He's backed off. He said of the 17 that were specifically outlawed, 11 are already back on the market. After his Virginia speech, Dole headed for Philly to attend the Major League All-Star Game, which preempted the newscast on NBC. Baseball. Um, it looks as though Lamb is going to go for it, a candidate who is campaigning on a no BS agenda. <laughs> a no BS agenda. Is hoping to secure the presidential nomination of Ross Perot's Reform Party. Former Democratic Governor uh, Richard Lamb announced his candidacy Tuesday, saying he wants to clean up politics, cut the nation's debt, blah, blah, blah. Didn't promise any miracles, and that's good because there won't be any. And uh, the only way he's going to get the Reform Party nod is if Ross Perot gives him the nod. The drug czar is calling for 1,500 additional federal officers to stamp out what he called the cancer of drug trafficking along the 2,000-mile U.S.-Mexican border. Aha. Uh -huh. A cancer on the border, he calls it. I wonder if they're going to be able to do that. Well, anything to tighten up the border, I'm in favor of. Robin Belli has died. One of America's best-known attorneys died of pneumonia Tuesday at the age of 88. Very flamboyant attorney. So, goodbye, Melvin. Uh, here's a fax from somebody, um, actually uh, from, let's see, who is it? Chris, Mandy, Eleanor, and Toto. <laughs> we find Dick Lamb as a refreshing alternative to the predictable and insipid Lamb's description, uh, which we feel is that Democratic and Republican nominees for the presidency. Insipid, oh. How do you feel about Dick's chances in the fall? Not very good. Also, he mentioned today on CNN that the Reform Party will conduct its nomination at least partially through email voting. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry to be laughing, but uh, I'm thinking back to the vote fraud show. And uh, if ever there was an opportunity for fraud, it would be with email voting. Oh, my. I wonder how they plan to uh, keep that one on the straight and narrow. I just can't believe they will. Bad idea. Hi, Art. I listen to your show whenever I'm unable to sleep. Having been born, and I, I get a lot of people that way, having been born and raised in Saskatchewan, I was interested in your caller who said the province was twice the size of Texas. Ha! It was a bad winter. I think the poor caller's brain froze up. The area of Texas is 267,339 uh, square miles. 
the area of Saskatchewan, 251,700. Maybe he's got his miles and kilometers mixed up. Anyway, Texas is still safe. Always been curious about your statement that Canadians pronounce the, the word out as ut. You must have been talking, uh, oh, no, they do. No, no, uh, they do. I could get Canadians. Uh, this is uh, uh, Marion in Alberta. Believe me, I could get Canadians on the line here, and they, they'd out me every time, just about. That's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. Coast to Coast AM sure sounds great in the middle of the night. But you know, you don't have to be nocturnal to enjoy this amazing show. The Coast Insider is your key to a normal life. For 15 cents a day, you can wake up refreshed knowing that last night's show is waiting for you with podcasting. Listen on your way to work and again on the way home. Or listen to one of over a thousand archived shows from the past three years. As a member, you'll have access to our monthly live chat sessions with George Nouri and special guests. The Coast Insiders Club is a must-have feature for all Coast to Coast AM listeners. Visit coasttocoastam.com to sign up today. You'll sleep like a baby, knowing you'll never miss your favorite guests and topics ever again. Remember, a one-year subscription comes out to only 15 cents a day. Sign up today at coasttocoastam.com. Get a new view of the world with Coast to Coast AM. First of all, I want to just thank you for bringing everyone out here to Cornucopia of just phenomenal knowledge. I don't know of anyone else that I've ever listened to on radio that just fills my brain and stimulates me. But, you know, I was listening to the show, and I thought to myself, do you think, George, the common citizen such as you or I really has any hope towards the future of any privacy or anything else? I think we do. I think eventually so many people will see the light, see what you see, see what I see, that eventually they're going to say enough is enough. And I think that we do have a future, and we're going to win in the long run. It's going to be bumpy along the way. It's not going to be easy, but we will get there. That's my take, and you know what? As long as I can continue on the airwaves and tell people this, I shall. The new version of the Coast to Coast AM app is here, now available for Android as well as iPhone. For Coast Insiders, it offers the ability to download the most recent shows so you can listen to them at your leisure. The new app also has listen live and streaming features, plus recaps, contacts, and upcoming show info. Coast Insiders with Android System 4.0 and above or iPhone. Check out our new app at the Google Play or iTunes stores or link from the Coast website. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from July 9th, 1996. We've got a story here that says uh, simply wiretapping rises sharply under Clinton, and the fact of the matter is they have about doubled the number of uh, federal wiretaps under the Clinton administration, and it is going faster and faster and faster. And so uh, I am more than convinced, and I, I really can't tell you how, 
that my phone is tapped, Linda Howe's phone is tapped, Dan's phone is tapped. And um, so what? So what? High Art saw ID4 this weekend, and I just can't imagine that anything would make me wait to see it. He's referring to me. I've not seen it yet. He says, take the night off. It's worth it. Even if your listeners gripe, it's worth it. Even if you get fired, it's worth it. I had to stand in line in the Phoenix Sun for 45 minutes to get tickets. It was worth it. The tickets were for two showings later, and then I had to stand in line again to get in. It was worth it. Even the protesters couldn't stop me. Turned out to be a bunch of grays protesting that the movie portrayed aliens in a negative way. <laughs> Am I going again? Yes. And again, yes. Will I buy the video? No. On a small screen, it wouldn't be worth it. Well, you know, he's right. I mean, I've got to um, make, I've got to drive 120 miles and have a day off to go see it. Now, yeah, I'm sure it's, good, it's a good movie, but uh, to make all of you angry because I'm gone for a night, I don't know if that's worth it. To lose my job, certainly that's not worth it. Just supposing the DIA were to, to contact, oh, this is interesting. Just supposing the DIA were to contact you and tell you, unless you neutralize your arts part story, your wife, ex-wife, son, mother, whatever, would be history. Or that one of them were in their custody at this moment. What would you do? Would you go on the air and tell us all? Would you change your story regarding the outcome of the testing? Would you never mention them again? Since callers would be asking about them, you would, I feel, either have to neutralize the reports or tell your listeners the real circumstances. What would you do? God, what a question. Um, well, hmm. it is an interesting question, and uh, the answer to it is simple. Uh, assuming that our government was rotten enough to kidnap some family member of mine, well, I'd probably shut my mouth. That's a pretty easy call. Otherwise, um, I would and will, if they walked in, I'd tell you they did it. I'd shove a mic in their face. I don't know what I'd do. I'm pretty angry as it is at this wiretap business. So I've been talking to him lately on the phone. And I had a long talk with Linda earlier today about the danger now involved in this. And uh, she made a very, very good point. And she said, look, Art, I've been doing this all my life. This is probably the most important story I've ever been on. And here's the way I look at it. This uh, is America, or it is not. I'm a uh, science journalist, and I'm going to do what I do. And that, that, that answers it for me as well. If our lives are in danger uh, because of what we are doing, then... We've kind of lost America anyway, haven't we? And that's something to think about, isn't it? If they're willing to come after you or take your life over something like this, it's really not the country that we sit here and extol the virtues of on talk radio and everywhere else, is it? 
the, uh, the, the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, they're hardly worth the paper they're printed on if citizens are not safe with regard to free speech, movement, all the things they promise us, uh, privacy. If all of those things are unreal, then the document is not real. doesn't mean anything. So that's her attitude, I'm glad to say, and mine. I thought I would bring you one Bigfoot story. Here, Art, is my Bigfoot story, all of which is true. I'm a regular guy, four years at the University of Michigan, with a regular computer network administrator-type job in downtown Portland. I live 20 minutes outside the small village of uh, Beaver Creek, Oregon, about an hour from Portland, bordering the Cascade Mountain Range. My 10 acres borders on 15,000 acres of BLM land, borders on the giant Mount Hood National Forest and the Salmon Huckleberry Wilderness area. Last year, I drove in 20 miles up a glorified goat trail called Abbott Road east of Estacada, to the border of the Salmon Huckleberry Wilderness Area. I never heard of any of this. From there, being wilderness area, it was on foot only. I was bow hunting for deer at the time, wanted to be in an area that I was sure no one else would be hunting. For the first four miles, I was on a marked trail, easy to follow, since I was in an area that few people visited, even during dry weather. The trail soon, be, soon became non-existent. I got out my compass, my topo map, and drove on. The wilderness area is basically one big, old-growth, northwestern-style rainforest. Giant trees, moss, ferns, little brush. I could see for a good 75 yards. It was raining, and since I was bow hunting, I was camo-clad and walking stealth-like, in hopes of getting a deer. So I wasn't paying attention and basically got lost. The topo map was useless since I couldn't see any landmarks. Just a bunch of big trees. I made camp under my stretched-out army poncho and tried to start a fire. I got a smoldering piece of... Um, he uses a four-letter word here, fire going, and fell asleep for about an hour. I was startled awake by what I first thought was a guy crouched down going through my pack, which was about eight feet away under some plastic next to a tree. Not knowing what really to do, I said hi. Like a startled dog, the guy, that's in quotes, all at once jumped, glancing at me and ran off. When he looked at me and I jumped, I was surprised at how large he was, seven feet tall easily. Lanky, covered from head to foot in shaggy brown fur. What was particularly strange was the fact that his head was perhaps a foot wide, a foot wide, and his eyes set wide apart. He was not human. He ran off at an astounding rate, sprinting at first, and at about 50 yards, getting into a kind of a trot, taking long leaps, one after another, accelerating to 30 to 35 miles per hour. It ran up the hill, much like a deer would, if startled. Well, I was totally freaked out. When I finally got my blank together, he ate half of my food, 
I jogged until exhausted. I finally found a creek, spent the night next to it, and followed it down to the Salmon River. Ended up at Zigzag Welsh's, wherever that is, where I hitched a ride back to Portland. That's it. It's true. Peter in Beaver Creek, Oregon. And I thought that, uh, indeed, a reasonable story and uh, one that I would relate to you. So yet another Bigfoot story. They just keep coming. Open lines coming up next. This is Premier Networks. That was Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM on this Somewhere in Time. you back to the past on Art Bell Somewhere in Time. Good morning, everybody. It's going to be an open line treat all night long tonight. Anything you want to talk about is fair game. So get it in your head and then motivate your finger to the telephone. Give us a call. Hey, Art, what a treat last night having Professor McDaniel on. It was right up my alley. Began looking at his stuff about a year and a half ago. Fascinating. And we are working, and we have sent a letter to Dr. Malin uh, with regard to a debate, and it should be uh, very interesting. We'll see if we get any answer to that. And one more here, and then off we go. Uh, dear Art, this just came in. Well, Bob Dole has done it again. What upsets me is that regardless of how one feels on the issue of abortion tobacco, now gun control, is that now Dole appears no more trustworthy about keeping his promises and Mr. Clinton, maybe he figures that flip-flopping works so well for Clinton that he might as well try it, too. Problem is, though, that since uh, the present state of things, the only presidential candidates that have any real chance at all of being able to get elected are either the Democrat or the Republican candidate. So if neither of them is trustworthy, who do I vote for? Well, I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's Ron in, in Birmingham. Ron... I feel 
much the same way. Yes, there is a lesser of two evils here, but that we are forced to vote for a lesser of evils, I guess we always are, but it's a particularly nauseating choice this time, has brought my relative interest in politics uh, down to near zero. I mean, it's just not worth arguing. I can't have a passionate argument with somebody about something I don't feel passionate about. And this year's politics... <laughs> That's what I think. I really mean that. I mean, it's, there's got to be a million other uh, interesting, fun things to talk about rather than uh, which is the lesser of the two evils. And uh, it, it's becoming a more marginal question all the time. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Oh, Art. Hello. How are you doing? Okay. This is Jim Cassidy. Yes, Jim. Uh First, I got two things. I got a what if for you. All right, I yeah. like what ifs. <laughs> okay. In fact, I love what ifs. Maybe oh, okay. We'll so, what is yours? The other one is uh, I got the GMX, and I love that. I got the Sand Gene 818, and I love that too. Mm -hmm. But uh, my other problem with CMI, I, I talked to them, and uh, when I w decided not to go with that, the guy cussed me out something fierce. And who, who, who are you talking about? Uh, SMI. The S guy used language that, you know. SMI. SMI. SMR? SMR. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Oh. Transmitter station? Oh, no, well, no. Well, uh, I'm not. Are you talking about the investment company? Yeah. Okay. And I couldn't believe it. I, and I just told him, well, I'm not interested. And the guy just cursed me to. To no end. Really? So I, I thought I'd let you know. Well, that is terrible if true, and uh, we will check into it. Uh, wh where are you calling from? Kansas City. Kansas, that's right, Kansas City. Um, believe me, we'll check it out. Uh, that shouldn't happen if any of the salespeople are doing that, then they're full of it. Well, okay. Uh, now, my what if. What if what? What if. I got a what if for you. Uh, the only thing I can see that's going on with these flying saucers and Roswell. Uh, do you know what date or when the uh, saucers went over the White House? What year that was? Um, no, I don't. It was uh, after Roswell, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Uh, I think it was in the 50s, actually. Oh, okay, I, I'm just wondering, what if uh, they had a warning that, uh, that we took them, took some of their people, aliens, captive, and if... The truth be known, that they would retaliate, and that's why the uh, government is not putting that out. Well, you, uh, you saw what happened in the White House in ID4, right? <laughs> Pardon me? You saw what happened in the White House in ID4, right? I haven't seen it yet, but I want to see it. Well, I know, but you've seen the trailers on TV where the White House blows up. Yeah. Well, so you'd have to be careful, obviously. Well, I wonder if that's the only reason they're keeping it secret. Well, otherwise, <laughs> why should they? Um, I just wonder if... There's a million reasons why they would keep it secret, sir. Um, so, um, you, you know, I, I wouldn't say that we'd be... Uh, it'd be a good idea to kidnap aliens offhand. Well, but if, if they threaten and say, if we find out you did this, we will destroy you, and what other uh, thing would the government have? Here's, here's how you're going to know. Do you, do, you remember, uh, do you remember over in, uh, in Iraq... When they were tying people to targets? Yeah. Well, 
the first day you see ABC pan across the White House, mm-hmm. and you see a bunch of little grays tied to the pillars of the White House. Okay. Got to go, sir. <laughs> see you, Art. <laughs> A wild card line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. Hello. This is Mark in Decatur, Alabama. Hi, Mark. Hi. Um, so you haven't had a chance to see the, this movie, Independence Day. No, not and, yet. No. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. It's very derivative of War of the Worlds. Have you ever seen that one called Earth vs. the Flying Saucers? Yes. Well, it's quite derivative of that, but it's still very enjoyable. That's what everybody says, and here's one guy saying, I should risk my job and livelihood and everything else, and it doesn't matter. Just go see it. Well, I wouldn't risk your job. <laughs> we value your, your airtime too much. Uh-huh. Then you'd probably have some w- woman psychologist on here telling you about what's wrong with you. Either that or a chupacabra. Or a chupacabra, yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, dear. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? All right. Boy, it sounds pretty southern to me. Where are you? I'm in Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia. That was a good guess then, huh? Yeah. Well, you've got a southern bell accent. Okay. Well, uh, I had a friend send me a tape uh, when you interviewed uh, Betty Luca and Ray Fowler. Oh, yes. And she turned me on to you, and I've been addicted ever since. Well, it's a different kind of show, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, what, what was on my mind was, um, I know a lot of people may not understand... Um, unless it affects them personally, how involvement in a UFO subject can affect your religious beliefs. I suppose it could, yes. You know, there are quite a few religions that view the uh, aliens as demons. I know. Okay, well, I'm a member of a religion that does believe that. And uh, since they found out about me and my involvement, now they think I'm demonized. And... um, they uh, are afraid of me. <laughs> maybe avoid, they have, avoid, avoid me at all costs. Maybe, maybe they have good reason to be afraid of you. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it hurts. Um, I haven't changed my religious beliefs. I still have my beliefs. Uh, I don't see why it has to make a difference in your beliefs. Um, you well, know. because they're not tolerant. Uh, they're not tolerant of any uh, divergence of... Of belief, uh, and it's not all Christians. I mean, there are a lot of Christians who uh, loosely can believe that there are others elsewhere that they may be visiting or may have visited uh, without being threatened. And then there are Christians that are not at all tolerant of that kind of thought, and they're all demons. And uh, they don't—they don't still burn people at the stake down there in Macon, do they? <laughs> no, but they can make you feel like they are. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel that, you know, God, he, the Creator, you know, he, he, anything that exists, He created it. If, and I do believe they exist. So He had to have created them. Uh, I just think that expands, uh, you know, God. Um, I, I don't understand what the problem is, and I'm having a real hard time with my religion. Unfortunately, I'm no longer active in my religion. Sorry. So, um, and is that why you are not active? Yes. Yeah. Because uh, the looks I get, uh, the talks I'm I'm given, mm. uh, counsel I'm given, things like that. There, there, it's 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 demons, and that's it. There's there's no way getting around it. You know, and um, it, I'm having a real problem with that. And I just thought, you know, I would. 
All right. Uh, actually, it's an interesting, uh, interesting question, dear. Thank you. Uh, you know who I'd like to talk to? How about a priest or a rabbi or uh, somebody of the church? I wonder if somebody like that would call me. Wouldn't that be interesting? Get their official take on it. Now, I know there are many takes on it, but uh, it would be interesting to talk to somebody in the church, an official even of the church, any church, uh, to have a bit of a discussion with us about this. That, that would be very interesting, I think. Very interesting. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, hello. Going once, going twice. Gone. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Oh, hello, Art? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm one of those clowns that didn't turn the radio down yet. I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, I just had a comment about the Chupacabra. Uh, last, I, I believe, you know, it's tomorrow night. It's 6 and 11 on the news on a Mexican station here in Los Angeles. It's Telemundo. Yeah, that's the one. Yes. Uh, oh, that one, too. Okay. See, all I right. know all about it. Telemundo, uh, you can get it on satellite if you've got dish system or whatever. And there's going to be a big report showing, even if you don't speak Spanish. You know, right, right. Be because they showed pictures of the thing, and it That's was like right. really awesome. I just wanted to hit you with that. All right, thank Enjoy you. Enjoy your show and listen to you a lot. Take care. Yeah, that is tomorrow night on Telemundo. And uh, even though you don't speak Spanish, you might take a look, because there is a lot of photographic documentary evidence. And for those who think Chupacabra is nothing more than an imprint on a T-shirt, you might want to go take a look. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi, this is Katie and Eugene. Hi, Katie. Get into that phone and yell at us a little. Oh, sorry. I have, this phone has never been very good. It's probably tapped. <laughs> that was one thing I did want to bring up. Oh, it is. Uh, I have noticed, not phone tapping per se, but I have noticed that even on encore presentations of your show, yeah. I don't know if it's just my area that this happens, but it seems to be that I... And I've listened, and at the exact same spot, yeah. your show will go off the air on an original broadcast and on a taped broadcast. Really? In this area. What station do you listen to? This is 1120 KPNW. Hmm. <clears throat> and you it's mean very, it's just, very frustrating. You mean it just... It usually has to do... It's usually um, when you're talking about something very controversial, such as the Roswell things or... Um, and today, the government called me and said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But, and, and, oh, and those people can be very frightening. They visited my house once when I was a teenager. What do you mean, they? Government people. Why? Um, my stepmother was trying to um, get duplicates of some medals my father had gotten in service in Vietnam. And apparently some of them were medals that were never recorded for some reason. And so I don't know there. if it was CIA or CIA that came to my house, but they came to my house and they knew me, knew me my, by name when they when I opened the door. Yep. And it was rather frightening, and they told her to knock off trying to get duplicates of them that yeah, they're the all... ones he had lost. Yep. They're, uh, oh, I see. All right. Well, thank you. They're usually all the same. They've been to my home, too. And they all have about the same demeanor. They're too cool, you know. They've all got dark suits and dark glasses. That's not just a movie thing. They really do it. They've got dark suits and dark glasses. And uh, they all have a certain government, I'm real cool kind of 
attitude about them. It's just part of the job, I guess. <laughs> so if you've ever had uh, government agents around you, you know what I'm talking about. Spooks. CIA, DIA, uh, military intelligence uh, types, they're all about the same. Secret uh, Service, F FBI. FBI, uh, they have a particular look. There's sort of a look to FBI guys. They have, they're about two notches cleaner. Their, their hair is a, a little bit shorter. <laughs> you can, you, FBI's uh, pretty easy to spot. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from July 9th, 1996. East of the Rockies, you are on the air. Hi. Hi, Art. This is Gary in Green Bay. Yes, Gary. Uh, would you like a Bertha update? Uh, yes, I would. As of 2 a.m. Eastern Time, the center of the Hurricane Bertha was uh, located in the, at uh, latitude 24.5 north and longitude 73.9 at about uh, 150 miles east-southeast of Bertha Island and the center of Bermuda. Bertha is moving towards northeast at around 18 miles per hour, and a gradual turn north is expected during the next day or so. From northeast? Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, in other words, um, right now she's going to stay out in the ocean. Pretty much. Go up into the colder water and get weaker. Yeah. That's good. All right. All right. I'll let you know. Thank you uh, very much. Anybody else with any what-ifs? Now, we haven't done that in a while. I do like what-ifs. What if this? What if that? It's kind of fun to contemplate uh, what people would do under certain circumstances. I still picture these little grays, you know, strapped to the pillars at the White House. <laughs> Wild card line, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning, Mr. Bell. How are you? I am fine. Mr. Bell, if I needed to... Uh get a hold of you for some important information off the air. Uh, how would I be able to do that? Well... We sent many letters to you, and uh, they haven't gotten there. How do you know? Uh, they were sent about a month ago. Well, that, uh, who's to say they... I mean, how do you know they didn't get here? I just know they didn't. You know they didn't. I know it for a fact. <laughs> well... Let's not play games. What, what What's it about? Uh, if you go to a break or something... Um, no, I, no, I mean, I, look, this is a public program. So if you've got something to say to me, say it here on the air. Well, Mr. Bell, I just know a few things about uh, what some people have been trying to do, and I know damn well that there's been contacts made in Pahrump. Uh There's been some contacts made at, uh, well, for instance, there's a 24-hour gas station out there by you. There's many of them now. Pahrump has grown. The community hospital down there? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I happen to know some information about that. About what? Well, there's some problems going on down there, Mr. Bell. What kind of problems? Go on, say it on the air. I can't. Why not? 
because if I even get caught making this call, I'm in deep trouble. Why? What, somebody's sneaking around asking questions about me? Who who the hell cares? Well, I have nothing to hide. So, I mean, this is it. Either you tell me what it is now or I move on. what all right you're done yeah I gotta go goodbye first time caller line merchants of fear first time caller line you're on the air hi mr. Bell my name is Jeff I'm calling from Minneapolis Minnesota how you doing I'm doing pretty good um, I've been listening to your show for a couple of weeks and I really respect your opinions about things and stuff and I have a question for you okay um, I heard your opinion on homosexual relationships you did and what you, what did, do you well mean? i didn't really hear your opinion i just heard like a word from you about that that you might not approve of them or something no i don't oh you don't approve of them no okay the reason i was uh calling is because uh but then again i don't engage in them so I mean, well, right, there are a lot right. of people in this world that are doing things that i don't approve of right all right, right. As, my general line when somebody asks me about this is you know, what two people do in the privacy of their own bedroom is their own damn business. And I'm not about to go barging in. If they keep their hand off my knee, it's cool. Which, which I, re I respect your opinion about that very much. That's, that's a good one to have. But, but what really what, I'm, what I was calling to say is with uh, your opinion on, on extraterrestrials and all that kind of stuff. Same deal. They keep their right. hand off my knee, it's cool. Okay, okay, that's what I was just calling. I was kind of going to compare them if, uh, if you believe in that kind of stuff. <laughs> which, which, I don't know. I guess I can't put it into the right words, but... Um. Well, look, I take a general, somewhat conservative, somewhat libertarian take on most things, sir, and... Um, which, which I get from everything you say. Like I said, I respect everything you say. I believe in a lot of everything you say. As I was saying earlier tonight, this is America. We have this right. document, these Bill of Rights, this Constitution. Either it means something or it doesn't. Right. And I guess I'm uh, on the path of finding out. Okay. Well, <laughs> right? I, appreciate, I appreciate your time. All right. I appreciate your call. Thank you uh, very much. I love these spooky types. Mr. Bell, I've got to tell you something. They're, they're around everywhere. They're at the hospital. They're at the gas station. They're moving in on you. Pretty soon they're going to be calling your double wide a compound. And that, Mr. Bell, will be the end. We know it's coming. Uh, so let it come. The trip back in time continues with Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM. More Somewhere in Time coming up.
Network presents Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from the 9th of July, 1996. Good morning, everybody. Totally open lines this morning. Big Bertha is going north. Hope she keeps going that way, north and east a little bit. Uh, that'll keep it away from us. That would be nice. Not that it's likely to uh, make it to Nevada, but the east coast is in some danger should it turn. Not a lot of news otherwise. Bob Dole breaking a promise to uh, repeal the ban or even try to uh, repeal the ban on assault weapons, so he's giving up on that one, too. Politics. Uh, Lamb seeks Reform Party nod. Hmm. Drug czar wants more manpower on the border. And Melvin Belli is dead. And that kind of sums up the news as it is. Otherwise, anything you want to talk about is fair game. Absolutely open lines tonight. I've got some interesting interviews coming up in the near future that I ought to tell you about, I suppose. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, amplitude modulation off. Well, Hold thank on you. a few minutes. I need to spray some Leprina on my torched dialing finger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where are you, sir? Uh, KTRA, Houston, Texas. Houston, yes, sir. Uh, yes, you are the scaredest, coolest, scaredest person I ever heard. You open up the show saying you could care less that your phone was tapped, and then you said... No, no, I, from, a personal, <laughs> from a personal point of view, I, I, I don't give a rat's patootie. Right. I really don't. Sure. But, however... Uh, there is this thing about our Constitution and Bill Rights and, you know, the Fourth Amendment, you know, that the Fourth Amendment thing, First Amendment and the rest of them. Uh, so from that point of view, it's important, I think. Uh, yeah. Personally, I don't care. Right. Uh, about um, uh, this, the, the aliens, the, the aliens visiting our planet are uh, basically uh, uh, the, the way, I'm not going to say you, uh, but uh, how Christians are offended about aliens? Yeah, you're at the why, point. Why could not our beloved Creator create something somewhere else? Well, he could. And, 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 and the, the answer is, the, sir. The answer is he could. But, sure. But the people who worship want to think that they are the only ones that were created. So right. But I mean, that's that's kind of an angle on it there. You know, well, it's, it's <laughs> I, I haven't heard. I listen to your show a lot. I've been working night shift for seven years straight, uh, and I, I listen to you a lot. And I really haven't heard anything like uh, as far as how Christians are just so against. I'm a Christian myself, and how they're so against uh, any any other existence besides yeah. us. Not all. Like God cannot Not uh, create a, a, another you know entity somewhere else. I mean, I'm not. I'm not attacking you. I want you to understand that. You can attack me if you want. Right. I just no, want I you to understand. Everybody attacks me. No, not it me. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it, let me ask you this: If uh, you remember the caller last hour who said, uh, "What if we kidnapped aliens?" Yeah. If the White House was threatened to be blown into little tiny matchstick pieces sure. like an ID4, do you think Bill Clinton would strap graves to the pillars there at the White House? He's probably getting his plane to fly off somewhere. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he didn't want to go to Vietnam, right? <laughs> of course, he didn't in hell either. <laughs> no, that's, that's right. All right, sir, I appreciate your call. Thank you. Thank you uh, very much. <laughs> Can't you picture all these little graves strapped to the White House uh, pillars, wiggling and wiggling and waiting for the big mother saucer they know is going to come above the White House and... 
aliens would care about life to the degree that we did and not bomb in Iraq. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, Art. It's Terrence and Eugene. How are you doing? I'm well. Um, I wanted to discuss the AIDS uh, uh, news reporting that's come out recently with the uh, supposed cure for, for AIDS. Uh, with, uh, 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 not, not cure. Yeah, control. Control. Yeah. Control. Um, only 65% of the people get some some recovery, but they're 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 devastated by the side effects. I'm the fellow who's the practitioner. We talked uh, a couple weeks ago. Sent you long facts. Um, devastated by the side effects. Well, as opposed to what dying. Well, actually, there's there there are a couple of cures. I'm an author. I have a couple of uh, of, of proven cures demonstrated by decades of. Uh, of testing that actually fully control AIDS without the, the side effects. Fully control it. So I'm the guy who's doing the clinical trial. Why are you not making millions? Uh, there's a mindset, which you pointed out very clearly. There's a mindset that says, number one, alternatives have never truly been tested. That's true. Without that, that comprehensive testing, no one's going to put their... their uh... So what is your alternative method? Well... All disease has a, has, has a basic common denominator, which is basic chemical imbalance. If you restore chemical balance, all disease goes into remission, always, 100% of the time. So what does that mean? You've got to eat chopped salads and stuff. Well, people who eat chopped salad don't get well. But there so are, what, do there you are have to, what do you have to eat to get well? Grains and vegetables, beans and seaweed. Beans and seaweed? A little fruit, more salt, less liquid. It works every time. More salt, mm -hmm. but that clogs the arteries. Supposedly. Well, the, the research came out the last couple of couple of months that says really salt's good food, wholesome, benevolent, um, um, a necessary nutrient. Right up there with ketchup. <laughs> I put everybody back on salt. Everyone responds well. Really? You have the stuff in your family, some uh, long-term chronic ailment in your family. Well, I've always enjoyed salt myself, and people warn stuff. me about it. You know. <laughs> Um, I would like to uh, send you a copy of, uh, of something that would, uh, if you if you try it, your wife's asthma would be gone in 30 days. Send it along. I'll shoot it out. I'll look for it. Thank you. Hmm. Salt's good for you. I'm so sick of that. Junk food is bad. Junk food is good. Milk is good. Milk is bad. Butter is good. Butter is bad. Salt is good. Salt is bad. One day to the next, how is a body to know? You know, I just think live your life. Eat the stuff you want to eat. Enjoy your life. Don't pay attention to those fools. They don't know what the hell they're talking about anyway. So, there you are. The new version of the Coast to Coast AM app is here, now available for Android as well as iPhone. For Coast Insiders, it offers the ability to download the most recent shows so you can listen to them at your leisure. The new app also has listen live and streaming features, plus recaps, contacts, and upcoming show info. Coast Insiders with Android System 4.0 and above or iPhone. Check out our new app at the Google Play or iTunes stores or link from the Coast website. Get a new view of the world with Coast to Coast AM. Give me your perspective on where you think this is heading worldwide. Is this all leading to a one-world government, a new world order, in order to contain what could very well be a planetary-wide uprising? Well, yes, the governments are preying on the poor people. You know, in most countries, the government is usually controlled by wealthy people. You're seeing very much a situation that's set up to create a violent overthrow of countries.
You are listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from July 9th, 1996. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hello? Hello. Yes, uh, I wanted to talk to you about the parts that you got from Roswell. Yes. Uh, the bismuth and uh, magnesium and zinc are all in what they call the Hall table of elements. That is, they're used in Hall effect transistors mm-hmm. and in Gauss meters to detect magnetic fields. Yes. Yeah, they have a standing voltage that's perpendicular to the field of the current. Okay. Well, I don't know what all that means. Well, that means that it's a sensing device that's fed into the computer of the machine to correct the magnetic the field. The computer of the machine? Of the, of the saucer to correct the uh, polarity and the strength of the magnetic field. Well, that may be. Ask your physicist about it. Okay. And they're put on in, uh, de- deposited in a micron, um, uh, vacuum deposited in micron layers. They have a, uh, the bismuth acts as a generator on the base of the uh, structure, and the uh, zinc and magnesium are part of an HCP structure, which becomes... Okay, you're, you're, look, you're over everybody's head, mine anyway. Okay. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, uh, it's normally a hexagon structure, but in this case, I believe it's trigonic. All right, trigonic. Uh, have, a, have a good morning. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Yes, uh, Art Bell? That's me. Uh, my name's Daryl, and I'm calling from uh, Merced, California. All right, Daryl. Yes, I'm a little nervous. I'm not a man of... Uh, you know, much speaking here and whatever. Not but, a man of many words. I got home from work just a few minutes ago, and I heard a, an individual talking about how uh, she was listening to the Roswell uh, story about those planes and so on you were talking about, and her radio got cut off there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one night here after the 4th, I was listening to that, and you know, it sounded like it pop and then it'd go off and come on. I had the same thing over here. Yeah, but look, everybody needs to understand, sir, uh, thank you, that, uh, look, uh, it, this is radio. It begins here in Little Pahrump, Nevada. All right? It goes up to a satellite. Then it uh, comes back down and uh, is received in Oregon, processed, sent up on yet another satellite, which then uh, comes down in New Jersey where it is received and then retransmitted on a C-band satellite. Then it is received by radio stations around the country, processed, and retransmitted to you. Now, that's a pretty long chain of things that can go wrong. Not that they do frequently, but things can go wrong. And not every technical failure has the hand of Rockefeller and the Trilateral Commission behind the switch, if you follow me. Uh, Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. Yes. Excuse me, it's Ann from Southern Quakey State. Okay, Southern, Southern, California. Southern California. Yes, Ann. Um, I just want to mention a couple of things, and then I've got a what if. Okay. I never heard anybody mention to you about the 3.2 quake that we had right after um, Berkland, Talked about the three quakes. I'm, I'm aware of. Are you talking about in Baja or near Baja? Uh, it was out near Palm Springs. Okay. 
And it was just before the 3.5 in Northern California. Yeah, Brooklyn did pretty well, actually. He really did. Yeah. And I don't know if, um, I've never heard you mention about that volcano that is going off and it's throwing rocks the size of cars. Totally cool. Yeah, I, I've seen the uh, photographs in uh, New Zealand, I believe, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw that the other night. Yes, uh, it's apparently uh, not a threat to any people. But it is magnificent. And I just thought maybe that was part of the Pacific. Um, Ring of fire? Well, is that sure is. part of the Pacific? Oh, yes. So that could be what he was um, expecting? No, I don't think he said anything about a volcano in New Zealand. No, but he talked about um, a movement. He talked about a seven quake, which did not occur during that specified time period. Okay, I guess I'm just trying to help him out. Well, I see. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a what if. Okay. What if Ruth and Larry at GMX could come up with something? You know the magnetite that um, Berkland talked about that's between our eyebrows? Yes. What if they could come up with something magnetic that could clean the sludge out of our arteries? Like it cleans the sludge out of your... Well, I'm afraid there are a lot of people way ahead of you. Not, <laughs> not Ruth and Larry, but uh, my dear lady, there are a lot of people who use magnetics for exactly that purpose, biologically. I didn't know that. Now you do. Oh, how do you find out about it? Um, I couldn't point you in any direction particularly, but I can just tell you it is being done. Wow, well, I'd be very interested. I'm a 66-year-old grandmother. And so you could know... use a, a couple of magnets strapped to your ankles, huh? <laughs> right. I <laughs> wouldn't know anything if I didn't listen to you all night long. By the way, that man that called a while ago oh, that yes. gave you the stuff, I remember him calling you several weeks ago. I know you must have recognized his voice. I did. Okay. I mean, that's that's all a bunch of baloney. I mean, do I care if people come to Trump? It's a beautiful town. Let them come. No, I just was... I guess all of us are a little concerned about you. Well, thank you. Uh, it, but but that, that was nonsense. I mean, it conjures up visions of people skulking about out there in the desert, crawling in fatigues with automatic weapons, closing in on me from every side. <laughs> Come on. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, good morning, Eric. This is Buzz the Radio Spy in Seattle. Yo, Buzz. Um, interesting article. Uh, do you get a uh, uh, Radio World uh, trade paper? No, sir. Okay, well, there's an interesting article in uh, the July 10th uh, edition. And it says, no change in talk radio audience. No change in talk radio audience. What does that mean? Well, that they, the Times Mirror Center took a poll, and they've been oh, yes. following the same people from 1990, or have been following people who listen to talk radio from 93 to 96. Right. And the audience, and, you know, there's a lot of talk, oh, conservative radio is dead, no one's listening to it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, there's no change. From uh, 22%, uh, let's see, it was 15% in 94 and it's 18% now of people who listen. And uh, there's another interesting little uh, factoid in here. It says that there are uh, more Republicans, 18% to 28%, than Democrats, which are 12% to 19%, mm -hmm. listen to talk radio. That figures. Yeah. And it's, it's um, from, what, the Rover News Service. Hmm. And uh, out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And it's a little article. I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, I'll cut it down and uh, fax it to you later on this week. All right. 
I got a what if for you. What if what? Okay, remember a few years back when you were still in Vegas and you watched them film the stand out in front of the hotel on your way I in? I do indeed. And you were saying, I really would like to do a movie. I, you know, somebody would ask me. Right? Well, that was then. I mean, you know, if, in other words, they were filming The Stand, and I was particularly interested in that. And uh, if I had had an opportunity to be a part of the crowd or something in The Stand during that great last scene, you know, in Vegas, I would have loved it. Well, the way your show goes lately, what happened if somebody from The X-Files approached you for you to do a either a voiceover or... No, as yourself or as a character, I've be already, a part of it. I've already been approached about two dozen times. No. And no. Hmm. Well, curious. At least you're being consistent. Yeah, I'm trying to be. <laughs> Have a good morning, Eric. Take care. Uh, look, there is enough to do. Number one, I don't like television. You know, motion picture, that eh, might be all right. But I don't like TV, generally. You know that. And so I turn it down, always. Occasionally, we'll do a newspaper article, you know, a newspaper. As a matter of fact, the, I think the Review Journal in Las Vegas is going to do one here shortly. But um, I don't like TV. And I, I, this is my medium. I like radio. And I, I don't want to do anything but radio. And, frankly, the people that I see doing TV uh, who do radio generally look terrible uh, don't transfer in the mediums well. And television is so structured. It is so rehearsed. It's no fun. Radio is fun. I can come on here and do what I want. You know, I can go nuts if I want to. I do sometimes. On television, everything has to be just so-so. It's all rehearsed, all pre-done. And it's not fun, so I don't do it. And uh, besides, I get five hours a night, and that is enough. Wild card line, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art. How you doing? Okay. This is Jim calling from Houston. Hi, Jim. Uh, Turn your radio off, Jim. Oh, sure will. Thank you. Okay, a couple things. First off, uh, in case you haven't heard, ID4 has brought in approximately $94 million Mm-mm-mm. in the first week. That includes the sneak day, the day before when a bunch of theaters had it. Right. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed your guest last night. I thought it was very good. I call, I couldn't believe how cheap that book was, five ninety nine. Yeah, pretty good deal, huh? Yeah, I set up for it. I mean, that was Sutherland. I'm sorry, Sunday night. Oh, okay. Yeah, anyway, um, I'm just curious. Uh, Mr. Holden, who I've followed quite a bit and listened to him on your show, it seems like Richard's just kind of dissolved out of the picture here lately. Well, he went to, actually, he went to Europe. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, well, that's what that was all about. And uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing Stanton on Sunday night. Yes, Stanton Friedman, Friedman and, uh, uh, coming up this Sunday. I'm curious to what he has to say about the Roswell stuff and all the stuff you've got going on with that. Yes. So anyway, that's all I've got to say. I'm listening to your show and thoroughly enjoy it. Thanks a lot. Okay, sir. Take care. Uh, Houston, Texas. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi, I'm calling uh, Medford, Oregon. Medford, Oregon, uh, and K-O-P-E. You're right. Flagship station. All right, get into that phone and speak up. Okay, well, what I'm interested in is um, I missed your show yesterday, and I was wondering, I didn't hear Linda Howe on on Sunday like I expected. It. Well, that's too bad because she was on, and we repeated it last night. So you missed it not once but twice. That's terrible. Yes, it is. Okay, second question is, if you're wiretapped, yeah. 
doesn't that require at least a, a judge to sign off on it? Yes, but it doesn't require that they notify me of it. No, it doesn't. But what do you imagine they were telling the judge to give? No, we we have doubled the number of legal wiretaps this year in America that we are doing. I said legal. How many not sanctioned wiretaps do you think we're doing? Well, I would hope none. But well, yeah, right. Call me naive. Uh, you're really naive, sir. Well, <laughs> I'm curious. They tap the people they want to tap. Listen, this is your great opportunity. Say say something right to the feds. What do you want to say? keep out of our lives. Yeah, well, good luck. All right, from Medford, thank you. We'll be right back. This is Premier Networks. That was Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM on this Somewhere in Time. Featuring Coast to Coast AM from July 9th, 1996. Hi, Art. I always love it when the paranoids start calling you. I bet that 24-hour gas station in your town really is a secret underground alien installation. <laughs> I used to make custom knives and sell them at gun shows all over the Pacific Northwest. There wasn't one show that I went to that I didn't hear people talking about the government. At first, I thought it was pretty funny that people could be so paranoid, but after three years... I couldn't take it anymore. I had to quit going to the shows. Some of the people I met were pretty scary, Art. Well, that tempts me to open a paranoia line. In fact, I hereby do it. Restricting my first-time caller line to paranoids. Anybody paranoid, uh, I mean truly paranoid, can call. And now to my international line, you are upon the air in America and the world. Where are you calling from, please? From Optischwang in Germany, which mm. is very near the the Austrian border. Ah, uh, that's right. You can see Austria, can you not, on a in, clear day? Indeed, from my office window. Must be it's nice. About, it's about 15 miles away, and we're getting terrible weather here. Two feet of new snow in the Alps. Yikes! Yikes, and they had to stop the Tour de France. Oh, my. Yeah, so it's really pretty bad. Now, not to take up too much of your time, I would like to discuss the, the idea of um, small-time investors, just your individual investor, investing in gold or any other kind of precious metal or precious rocks. Okay. It's a terrible idea. Why? Gold, because gold, uh, for example, uh, needs to be stored. It costs to store. It does not provide a return on your investment. It may hedge you against inflation, but Pat Robertson has been saying for two years that gold is going to go to $500 an ounce, and it's done nothing but go down. 
and uh, yes, just... but yes, but the stock market has been going up, and when yeah, that is the so... case, and everything is relatively hunky dory, that's right. Gold either hangs around uh, just below four hundred dollars, or even drops. But let a hint of trouble come along, uh, and believe me, sir, you look down a road a few years, and it's a common. I, do, I disagree with you completely. It, it, even if it is, even if it is, gold is an inappropriate investment for for the individual investor. It's just there's just so many it things is in, out there okay, listen, that are better. It, it is inappropriate to put all of your money in, but so is any investment. Well, that that that's true. If you want to have if you want to have a few gold coins to to carry around in your pocket to make you feel good, that's fine. But to to even put more than about five percent of an, any individual's portfolio in precious metals is just simply not a good idea. I don't I don't disagree with you. I right, five ten percent somewhere in there. That's about it. Um, just sort of a hedge. It it doesn't hurt. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm glad you agree with me. And otherwise, the uh, conspiracy theory is not happening and i'll tell you why which one the 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 council on foreign relations trilateral commission uh, uh international yeah, jewish bankers conspiracy yeah, to take over the world that one i know it's not happening and i'll tell you why first of all the sum total of human endeavor on the earth is so vast that it could not be controlled by 300 people but more than that um what makes any of these people think that this committee of 300 who are ostensibly so greedy uh, as to try to take over the world yeah. wouldn't try to screw each other in the process? They would. It, it, they would. It, the, the they would. I'm, I'm not a believer in that, in that baloney. I don't, you know, there are powerful people out there, and that is as it should be. Uh, but a great conspiracy, uh, I think not. And if they're running things, they're doing a damn poor job of it. Indeed they are. Thanks very much, Art. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I've, I've never been into that, Germany. If you want to call us uh, internationally, two feet of snow. Boy, it must be nice there, huh? Austria within sight. The Alps. Cool. Really cool. Um, all right, anyway, if you want to call us internationally, the way to do it is to get the AT&T operator on the line. Call her up. Say, give me that AT&T operator. When you get her, even though she's not the MCI girl, God, she's cute. Um, ask to uh, call our 800 number. It's free. It will not cost you a penny from anywhere in the world. You call the AT&T uh, USA Direct Access number, or get the operator, as I said, and then dial 800-893-0903. That's 800-893-0903. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, good evening, Art. Good evening. Yeah, uh, first off... Uh... You know, I honor you for what you're doing. You seem to me like a man that when you believe in what you're doing, you stick by your guns. And I, I tell you, there are a lot of us that support you out here, Art. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Stan Friedman uh, talk on Dreamland uh, Sunday night. Yes. And uh, just keep up the excellent work. Uh, you got a fantastic show, and there are a lot of people that uh, are more than willing that listen to your radio show that want to hear the truth. If there are a lot of people out there that don't, they don't have to listen to the truth. But well, otherwise, it's not worth doing, you know. That's absolutely true. <laughs> All right, thank you. Okay, good night now. Take care. No, otherwise, it's not worth doing. On my paranoid line, you're on the air. 
Hello, Bill. Hi. Are you yeah, paranoid? You- wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's that? Are you paranoid? I don't know if I'm paranoid. If I were really a paranoid, I wouldn't be able to understand. All I know is I think my government's out to get me. Well, now you're getting close. Uh, I mean, are, are they out to get you personally or just sort of generally? Uh, collectively. 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 You see, we have this huge debt up here, right? Yeah. We've got this huge interest, and what they're going to try to do is get everybody to uh, basically work for the government. In other words, take all all our vitality and uh, increase taxes here and our precious, everything. Precious, 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 precious bodily fluids. Yeah, and especially they want to make us helpless. Helpless. Yeah. Can you imagine Americans walking around with a big ball and chain, dragging it along, sort of with brown surf-like things, and our eyes <laughs> cast down? At you, the got it, you got it. You got it. I'll tell you, it's no different than it was back in about 1255 A.D. I know how to talk to you guys. I mean, it's coming, right? Well, it is coming. I'll tell you why. Enslavement. Yeah, well, why not? Yeah. Uh, well, that's what they've got to do. They've got camps. to enslave the many, people. The people up camps. here are, are listless. They're tired. Sir, do you know about the camps? The camps? Yes. I don't know about the camps. You don't know about the camps? So they're, no, they're, they're, they're built well, there's, around... There's no camps in Canada. Canada is a camp. Are you in Canada? Yes, I am. Canada is a camp. <laughs> this, this is one huge institution, Art, and they're, they're making the rules, and they're making the rules more and more copious and burdensome every single day because they've got this exactly the kind of lack of imagination they've got running things here. Where are you in Canada? Uh, Camels, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Aren't you afraid to give away your location? Well, no, because, uh, like I said, it's one huge institution. And, uh, well, let me hear you if, say... If they can't, if they, I'm in Kamloops, right? Yeah, let me hear you say, get the government out of my life. Get the government out of my life. Oh, uh, you're no Canadian. Yes, I am, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, sir. <laughs> there was my first paranoid. I have a special paranoid line this morning. If you are a paranoia-type uh, person, a paranoid-type person, why... That line is for you. And, of course, you have to wonder if your line is being traced. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Uh, this is the American Observer out of Houston. How are you doing, Art? All right. Uh, I've been wanting to commend you for some time for your show last Thursday on the voter fraud. Oh, yes. It was an excellent show. As a matter of fact, the... Uh... What do you think of the idea of uh, the libertarians voting by email? I think that every American should be able to vote by email. <laughs> you do, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, that would be more of a, if, if we could overhaul the system uh, that way uh, and have our vote be... Uh, Good Lord, sir. I mean, we're worried about vote machines with locks and all the rest of it, and, and you're talking about email? Yes, yes. Um, I think it's a very good idea. But about that show, Art, uh, what, what, what was that guy's name you had on as a guest? Uh, well, now I'm not... Uh, oh, you mean on vote fraud? Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Well, he mentioned something about all the three parties getting Good together answer. and deciding that Dole would be the uh, uh, the nominee, but they all knew that uh, that uh, what's his name uh, uh, Buchanan would win the popular vote in the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Now I did some polling; it turned out to be here in Houston for Bob Dole. And all the Republicans that we called, most of them were for Buchanan. A lot of people were reluctant. Very few people were uh, were uh, for Bob Dole, and these were hardcore Republicans. Mm. Because at first I was kind of skeptical about the whole idea, but when he said that, it, it made a lot of sense. It made well, a lot of sense. To me, but, Bob Dole never misses an opportunity to disappoint. <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's not funny. I mean, it's really true. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's a, a battle with a uh, with a with a, a towering intellectual like Katie Couric, 
or it's the latest on gun control. Yeah, that was a you know? big mistake. Yes, it was a big mistake. <laughs> I'm just, he, he, I'm, he appeared like an ogre attacking her. I, yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm fed up with the whole thing. Yeah, you, you're thing depressed, aren't you? Yes, it. I am. I don't even want yeah. to talk about it. All right, have a good night, Art. Uh, take care. Bye. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, good morning, Art. Gary from California. How are you doing? I'm fine, Gary. Good. Um, got a couple things. First, uh, last night a woman called up uh, asking what would happen if science could offer a definitive proof of the existence of God. Yes. Well, there, there's a book out on that very subject. It's called The Physics of Immortality, written by a uh, professor at Tulane University. Well, I've been trying to get immortals to call me, and I haven't had one that I really believe fully yet. Well... I don't know, maybe he's still working through the proof and he hasn't got all the equations written down yet. I see. Uh, but anyway, about paranoia. Uh, I'm just wondering, you know, if, if a paranoia on the level of your average citizen is so high, yeah. I wonder what the paranoia level is among people who uh, have the burden of both being on, of, uh, being on top of the information pyramid, yeah. knowing stuff that, that the guy in the street has no idea about, and having to reconcile that with... What they say publicly. There are yeah, probably what, masses of uh, twitching paranoia. I bet it makes so. So it's like, it sounds to me like it's going to turn into a big uh, feedback loop. It, just, it, it ends up permeating everywhere, and the people down below get paranoid to ask questions. The people on top get more, more paranoid about uh, the people on the bottom getting paranoid, and it just starts spreading. Oh, oh by the way, if any feds are listening... Yeah. Any nation, show me a nation that doesn't cheat the tax collector, and I'll show you a nation of sheep. I bet they've heard that before. Ah, well, it's reinforced early and reinforced often. <laughs> <laughs> take care. All right, take care. <laughs> Let me go to my paranoia line here. Uh, on my paranoid line, you're on the air. Hello, is this uh, Art? Yes, of course, you probably don't believe that, do you? It doesn't sound like Art. Yeah, well, it is. Is this Art, really? Yes, it really is. Either that or... I'm a replacement answering this phone, tracing your line. What, what have you done with Art? We can't talk about that on the air. Who, 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 who is this? This is 347. 347? Oh, badge number. I think, well, I just heard something. I have to go. All right, goodbye. Let's see. Well, I see that line is functioning fine. Coast to Coast AM sure sounds great in the middle of the night. But you know, you don't have to be nocturnal to enjoy this amazing show. The Coast Insider is your key to a normal life. For 15 cents a day, you can wake up refreshed knowing that last night's show is waiting for you with podcasting. As a member, you'll have access to our monthly live chat sessions with George Nouri and special guests. The Coast Insiders Club is a must-have feature for all Coast to Coast AM listeners. Visit coasttocoastam.com to sign up today. Get a new view of the world with Coast to Coast AM. Give me your perspective on where you think this is heading worldwide. Is this all leading to a one-world government, a new world order, in order to contain what could very well be a planetary-wide uprising? Well, yes, the governments are preying on the poor people. You know, in most countries, the government is usually controlled by wealthy people. You're seeing very much a situation that's set up to create a violent overthrow of countries. Now, we take you back to the past on Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. 
East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning, Mr. Bell. Hello. This is Chris in Nashville. Yes, Chris. Uh, two things for you. Uh, number one, did you uh, happen to watch any C-SPAN this weekend? No. You did not? No, what did I miss? You miss the alternative to uh, holding your nose and voting for Bob Dole. Oh, the no, wait a minute. No, no, I did watch some of it. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I did watch some of it, as a matter of fact. Uh, but when I watched, I watched for about an hour and a half, and it was all procedural stuff early on, uh, you know, in the, um, uh, in, in the, um, the nominating process. And it was, it was kind of boring. You know, they were just... Right. Well, Harry Brown's uh, acceptance speech just converted me right straight to libertarian. He's... He's backing everything that uh, the Republicans said they were going to do and didn't, and uh, all the things that need to be done. Well, that's and uh, if you get a chance Saturday, go CID for it. It's well worth it. Got to run. Have a good night. Good show. Thank Thanks. You. See you later. Well, I'm going to have Harry Brown on the air. I said I would do that after he was and if he was nominated and looked as though he was going to be. I talked to his campaign about four or five days ago. And I, I told them I don't want to have him now because we've had him once, you know, prior to the um, uh, nominating process, and I wanted to wait until he was the nominee, and then he would be worth having on again. Indeed, he would be, and uh, we'll have him on again soon. So if the Harry Brown headquarters people want to call me, we will schedule him on. You know, I wish I could believe that a third-party candidate really could win. Because, frankly, I don't give two hoots for what we've got out there right now. But I don't believe it. I don't think Harry Brown can win. I don't think Governor Lamb can win. I don't think the Little Texan can win. Uh, it may be that Colin Powell could win, but Colin Powell isn't running. As a matter of fact, he's not even really campaigning for Bob Dole. I don't blame him, frankly. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. i got a couple of questions for you. Okay. Um, I was wondering, uh, you were talking about earlier about the Roswell site and how the guy gave you the, uh, directions? Yes. Did you ever get a chance to go out there? No, I've been here every night. Now, how would I go to Roswell? Well, you said you were going to... I said that the reason we weren't going to give them publicly was because we wanted to be able to look before... Right. Have you had a chance? Not... No, the answer is no. I've been oh. here every night. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just... You know, I was kind of curious and everything, because my, uh, uncle... Yeah, used to be a cop for back then when the Roswell was going on in Washington, D.C. There will be arrangements made. All right. All right. Um, I got a what if for you. Okay. Um, what if, say, uh, the government or the military knows everything about the UFOs, you know, and they're holding it from Clinton. And oh, not just, not telling Clinton. Right. I mean, why would they tell him? He. I mean, that way, he, if he if anybody asked him, they. Well, if you were the guy in charge of the cover-up of all UFO information, right, and you had a choice to either tell Clinton or not, would you? Well, I mean, no. <laughs> I all mean, right. Why? So, so then we'll presume he doesn't know. All right. Presume he doesn't know. Okay. Um, if they have technology, you know, they got the technology first things, and they don't know what they can do with it. I mean, what's the point of having it then? <laughs> well. Uh, I mean, they they may be using it to their own advantage. Uh, listen, you're talking about the government. You're talking about 
Right. Uh, you're talking about the defense uh, people who, right. who would use it, um, obviously, uh, for defense purposes. Weapons, sir! There you go, weapons. So? <laughs> like they don't have enough right now. Well, they never have enough weapons. Of course. When can a government ever have enough weapons? Especially ours. There you are, ray guns, <laughs> something like that. They really go for that. You know right. they do. Yeah, I like. I also I got a comment. Uh, I love your webpage. Been I many do times. too. I love my webpage. I know it. And uh, um, I was wondering if you ever answer your email or you ever get a chance to. Yes, I do. It, uh, you know, if, uh, it, now I've got to be selective because I get hundreds of emails, but yes, right. I do. All right. Yeah. Cool. All yeah, right. Well, hey, hopefully I can get through again sometime. All right. Well, keep trying. Thank you. All right. Uh, bye. All right. Uh, you're on the air, coast to coast AM with Art Bell. Hi. Good morning, Art. How are you doing? I am fine. Where I'm, are you? I'm calling from Canada. Where in Canada? Uh, north shore of Lake Erie. Oh, wow. So, really? So I'm driving home and I'm listening to you. Yes. Uh, on, uh, a Richmond, Virginia station. You are? Yeah, I am. Well, you know, we're on WJR in Detroit. You're, you're going all the way to Richmond? Wow. Well, I'll, uh, I'll tune it over to WJR. Well, but you don't yeah, have to. I mean, I'm, it's fine. As long as you can hear us, that's, that's good. That's right. I'm calling in on the toll-free paranoid line. Uh, oh, I see. see if, if I called direct, then I'd have to use my calling card, and then it could be traced. Good thought. Only, only a true paranoid would have considered that prior to calling. That's right. But I listened the other night about the, the Mars face, which was fascinating. Yes, it was. And then the... Uh, the uh, 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 the part about uh, the, the physicist with the anti, uh, anti-gravity anti material. That, too, was cool. And, you know, I've been fascinated with anti-gravity for the last couple of years. And actually, you know what? I think I got a machine to do it. You have an anti-grav machine? It's only on paper. It's only on paper. But I'll tell you how it works. And if you ever talk to... Wait, the... no, no, no. Don't tell us yet. No, I've got okay. one quick question for you. before We're going to break here at the top of the hour. Yes. If the face on the moon... We're sticking its tongue out. On Mars. How would you interpret that? It's sticking my tongue out at me? Yeah, if the face on, well, at all of us. I mean, if the face on Mars was sticking out its tongue, how would you interpret that? I'll let you think about that, and then you can tell us about anti-gravity after the news. How's that? All right. All right. Stay right there while we trace your number. Okay, okay thanks. All right, good. The trip back in time continues with Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM. More Somewhere in Time coming up. Back to the past. 
on Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. It's open line, talk radio all night long, anything you want to talk about. We do uh, have one special line set aside for paranoid people. It is area code 702-727-1222. And every terrible thing that you can imagine that might happen when you call that line might. So if you can, if you can muster up the... Uh, Whatever to call it, uh, we'll be talking to you if you're a paranoid. I don't have to tell you what's going on in telecommunications, do I? It's going nuts. And SMR is right in the middle of the revolution, and you can grab a piece of it. You see, Microtech was smart enough to get the licenses to uh, SMR. Uh, 220 megahertz. Actually, I bemoan the fact, if you want to know the truth, that they took it from the hands, but it's a done deal long since. Nothing we can do about that, so it's a good investment opportunity. It's the kind of thing that will, in essence, supplant cellular. Well, augment cellular. It'll be about half the price, so you can imagine the commercial viability. It's already been built in New York, L.A., Dallas, and Boston. And they're ready to build more. The investment is $8,700. The possible return, $20,000, dollars $40,000 or more, plus a yearly income for the rest of your life. And it can be part of your IRA or retirement plan. So, um, they will ask you a couple of questions to determine you're a qualified investor, then send you a video and a prospectus, and um, they'll tell you all about it. And you can sit there and decide for yourself in the comfort of your own home. It's a free call. The number is 1-800-444-1049. That's 1-800-444-1049. And now, to the secrets of anti-gravity up to Canada. You're back on the air again, sir. Yes, good morning, Art. Good morning. Well? Well, let's take one... I'm going to take a one step back. If we want to do any useful work, what we do is we take nothing and separate it into two parts, and getting it back together is what helps us do things, like taking two chemicals... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You take nothing. You separate, take nothing. How can you separate nothing into two parts? Well, for example... You take electrons at rest. You use magnets that and wires. Not, that, and, and that is not that is not nothing. Well, we start with we start with something that's not happening. So then separate. we really do have something. You're, you're, you're right. Yeah. Th- that we are separating. All right, right, fine. All right. Okay. So taking. All right. So that's the basic idea here. Is um, is you're taking. All right. I'm going to take a step back. What's how do we if we want to go past the orbit of the Earth, we have to reach a certain velocity, right? Escape velocity, yes. Right, but you see, that's not right. Oh. Because I, I could Sorry. go very slowly, as long as I have the correct acceleration. Well, that, that would be true. I mean, you could slowly drift up and drift up and keep going. As long as, I, I can, as, long as, as, long as I have you can the repel, correct... As long as you can repel gravity uh, or... It doesn't matter or, what speed you're going. No, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. This can... This machine here I just got this on paper here but I've been doing some I've been doing some work with that what it is is it takes rotational acceleration because I, I don't you know about rotational acceleration I do and what happens is you do the same thing like you do with a battery is you split the two components right and then it works for you in that in that idea what you do is you take the rotational acceleration and 
basically you convert it into a linear direction. Mm. Now you've lost me. It doesn't matter. Uh, why don't you build this thing? I'm going to. When I've got enough money to do this, I will. Because I think it would be infinitely cool if you could get in a little craft and just sort of slowly go up. Well, and that's and that's what I plan to do. Well, I, I understand. Uh, are you are you coming back or are you going to just keep going? Plus, well, I'd have to make it. I'd have to. I'm paranoid. I I'd want air with me. Well, I, I don't consider that paranoia. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, let me know when you've got the machine going. I'll let you know. All right. Take care. On my uh, paranoia uh, paranoid line, I guess that's what I'm going to call it. My line of paranoia. You're on the air. Hello. Am I on the paranoid line? Yes, you are. I am scared to death, Art. Well, Ever since that lady called in the other day about the bovine flatulence you know what? ruining our atmosphere. You know what? That lady, you may laugh at that lady, but I'll tell you what, that lady is dead right. I have read article after article after article that says that bovine flatulence is the worst problem we've got. It is the biggest contributor to the greenhouse effect, bigger even than all the cars that are driving around out there. Cows passing gas is a very, very, very serious matter. And one can only imagine how much Natron's healthy trinity it would take to straighten it out. Well, you'll be glad to know that I've come up with a solution. Okay. All we have to do is set a trap and catch this guy that's pulling those cow's fingers. <laughs> Cow. huh? Cows don't have fingers. What are you? Huh? Oh, man, you mean i got to get back under the bed and think this all out again? <laughs> I was just going to start working on those for all people the in the center of the earth that's been crapping on us through volcanoes. Next. Look, uh, all right, well, volcanoes, they're another problem, but not nearly so serious as uh, bovine flatulence. It is true. I know it sounds laughable. And it sounds fake, but it is not. I've read article after article saying it is the very worst problem we have. Cows letting loose. Cows eating all that uh, that that, uh, that grass and what, uh, hay and whatever all cows eat. And it all, of course, turns into uh, horrendous uh, amounts of flatulence, which fills the atmosphere with greenhouse-type stuff. It's true. It really is. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Art. Yes, good morning to you. I have a what if. What if what? What if I was the person a few months ago that called in and suggested we do what if, and that I have another suggestion on what callers can do when they call you. I'm listening. Okay. This is the new and updated kind of what if. Now that you're world broadcasted, Yes. Why don't you have world breath when callers can call up? Siv, it's very nice talking to you, but because we have a world voice now, why don't we say something to the world? You had said something a couple weeks well, ago what, about what, that. Why don't you begin it? I mean, what would you want to say? It is true. I mean, we're brought. Well, like have a line like your paranoid line where it's you want to say something to the world. Like I'm giving. Yes, but you've got to give us the idea here. Start out. Here is your opportunity. You know you're talking to the world. So what do you want to say? Okay. World, when I hang up after talking to Art Bell, take a deep breath into your nose and just let it out. A good good breath. To start it out, a world breath. So that's the best thing you've got to tell the world, take a deep breath? Yeah. Take it easy. Take a 
good breath. <sighs> All right. Thank you very much for the call. And I can tell it's only one step from there to the chairmanship of the uh, uh, the UN, General Secretary of the UN, be replacing Boutrous Boutrous. On my paranoid line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. Hello. Uh, this is Joe. I'm in Sedona, Arizona. Oh. Want to uh, call you about my paranoia about Secret Canyon. I don't know if you've ever been here before. No, I have always wanted to come to Sedona. Well, there's a, a local rumor amongst the uh, ufologists that there is a secret underground government base in Secret Canyon. Why Sedona? Now, now, I would like to first understand. By the way, we're glad to be on the air in Sedona. I made yeah, special note when your station came on the air because Sedona is sort of the mystical New Age capital of the entire universe. And I've so always. They say. And, and, and the question is, why? Well, if you haven't been here, it's, uh, the scenery is unbelievable. It's nice at the Grand Canyon, too, but it doesn't have that rep. So what is it about Sedona? Well, when you study history and, and where the. Uh, Indian peoples lived. They would not live amongst the Red Rocks, where they say all the mystical things happen. Mm -hmm. They lived on the outskirts, and their ruins are all around Sedona. And um, it, it is a it is a mystical place. Well, what? But I'm paranoid about the secret canyon base, underground base. I can imagine. Uh, nobody likes to think of uh, uh, nefarious things going on under their feet. True. We, um, what do you think they're doing down there? I don't know that I believe it. Well, that's fine. I mean, but what do you think they're doing? Uh, they're not having a little tea and social time. So. No, they're not. Uh, in fact, uh, you had a guest on Dreamland, Norio. Uh, Hayakawa, yes. Right. And he spoke of the ELF generators, the extremely yeah, well, low-frequency yeah, generators that right. the government may have used in Iran. Uh -huh. the, the rumor here is that don't hike back into Secret Canyon because they have these do, elf generators. Do, do Sedonites occasionally disappear? Uh, people have been known. This is a very transient town. They have lots of transient people come for so two months. It's like you wouldn't even know if somebody disappeared. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And lots of people living in the woods. Lots of people living in the canyons, uh, places around here. Well, there's something to think about. These subterranean people, they've got to eat too. Well, no. The, the theory is that it's a government base. Government people, subterranean, have got to eat. Well, that's true. I don't know how they're getting their food. We've had rumors of... Well, we uh, just talked about it, sir. About what? The disappearing people. Well, people have been known to come and go. We don't know. I've known several people. I've been here three years now. Well, would, you, would you walk into that particular area? I have walked in there. At midnight... Mm. Without light? No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't do that? No, I wouldn't. Okay, well it's then... It's very remote wilderness, and uh, I've heard people talk about uh, men showing up in plain black uniforms. Oh, yes. No no badges of any country, uh, company, you know. Always black. Have you noticed that? Always yeah, black. Why don't they ever strange. wear white just to fool us? We do have a lot of military helicopters flying here in the... The rationale is that the Sedona Airport is a military refueling base. Sure it is. So who knows? Yeah, that's right. And where are the big tanks? Ha-ha! <laughs> Underground, right? 
right. Well, All right. Listen, it's great talking to you. And to you as well, sir. Take Thank care. Bye-bye. And stay, stay on alert there. We'll be right back. Coast to Coast AM sure sounds great in the middle of the night. But you know, you don't have to be nocturnal to enjoy this amazing show. The Coast Insider is your key to a normal life. For 15 cents a day, you can wake up refreshed knowing that last night's show is waiting for you with podcasting. Listen on your way to work and again on the way home. Or listen to one of over a thousand archived shows from the past three years. As a member, you'll have access to our monthly live chat sessions with George Nouri and special guests. The Coast Insiders Club is a must-have feature for all Coast to Coast AM listeners. Visit coasttocoastam.com to sign up today. You'll sleep like a baby, knowing you'll never miss your favorite guests and topics ever again. Remember, a one-year subscription comes out to only 15 cents a day. Sign up today at coasttocoastam.com. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from July 9, 1996. Now, here's an interesting fax. Art, I chose to fax rather than call, because I know your phone is tapped as well as my own. Please try to decode this cry for help. The mouse is in the trap, the spider in the web. That's all I can say for now. I know you will try to help me in turn helping yourself. Please notify the proper authorities and be extremely cautious of imposters. Don't try to contact me. I will contact you. Then we've got this. Art, just because someone is paranoid does not necessarily mean that they are not out to get them. Frank in Marysville. And this. Art, talk about paranoid. I met a friend in line at the grocery store. He had just seen Independence Day. He was sure that an elite inside government was selling the rest of us out to the aliens for technology and their own independence. He thinks HARP is going to be used to put us all asleep and load us on UFOs. <laughs> he wanted to know how to fight back. I pointed out that it would be like Germany at the end of World War II. Do I want to surrender to the Greys or the Blues? He got upset and insisted there must be a way to know who was who. I know he is a fan of yours, so I said just wait for marching orders from Art Bell. Think about it. Art's underground army of the right acting under the cloak of darkness with trained chupacabras. <sighs> Wait for my signal. Don't do anything until you get my signal, sir. First time caller line, you're on the air. That's my paranoid line, actually. Yeah. You know who I'm paranoid about, Art? Who? The police. Well, do you think they're after you? It's not just me. I think they're after... Everybody? Everybody. People doing things like making right-hand turns when they shouldn't, well, going through red lights. Let me put it this way. They are. They're after every last one of them. Indeed. I mean, trying to collect the driving taxes. I don't really call them moving violations. They're more like driving taxes. I put it more like this, though. Here's a group of men and women who I've uniformed, who I believe I'm forced to tacitly endow 
with this power, this ability to control me. You absolutely are. Or they will uh, restrain you, handcuff you, and put you behind bars. Yet, I pay for their existence you out do. of every paycheck. You do. And? And, uh, you see, I have a different view of it, though. My view is that uh, we pay good tax money to people like that to protect us against people like you. You see, there's a thing. I pay, yet I don't have the ability to hire, fire, or evaluate performance. I have to sit there and watch. For instance... And be a victim. Indeed. I had a friend mm -hmm. yes. who, uh, who had only had one moving violation. One moving violation. But wrote a letter to the editor to our local paper. Our local paper requires that you put the first and last name or else they won't print it. Sure. Unfortunately, he So he put his name on there, and then the police came and killed him. The boy let fly, Art. I mean, yeah. I mean, he wasn't saying, let's have a... Fine, okay, so what did they do to him for this? Within two weeks, he had four moving violations. Four moving violations. Within two weeks. Were these not proper violations? I mean, had he done nothing? Oh, he was just going about his way. Like I said, he only had one moving violation. Uh -huh. But after and he wrote the letter to the editor, he had four. Oh, he... He said they were, I mean, he was absolutely positive. Well, would you write a letter to the editor and sign your real name to the bottom? Complaining about the police? Well, of course not. Yeah, all right. Well, then you belong on the line properly. I understand. Thank you very much for the call. <sighs> the police. It is true we pay them. But if you're not doing anything, of course you wouldn't understand that because you're paranoid. But generally, if you're not doing anything wrong... Then they are there to protect you, and that would be the proper way to think about it. Not that they are there to get you. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, if you write... Well, you know, I mean, there are certain things you can do in life that you can expect to bring certain consequences. Like if you have a bumper sticker that says, Cops suck, you, you, the likelihood or percentage of likelihood that you're going to get pulled over is going to be significantly higher than the guy who doesn't have that kind of bumper sticker. You know, as one says, we support police or something like that. I don't know if that makes you less likely. It'd be interesting. It'd make an interesting study, wouldn't it? A pro and anti-police bumper sticker card driven around for a year. How many moving violations each vehicle got? Identical vehicles, nearly identical uh, drivers, simply different bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. Steve from South Dakota. Yes, sir. Well, I've been trying to get into you since the middle of the show last night with Stan McDaniel. My goodness. What a wonderful show. Glad you enjoyed it. Uh, I have a copy of the McDaniel Report. Yes. And it's 173 pages where science really does test the hypothesis. Right. Uh, I was interested to read about the in the report about the absence of you know SETI's role in the whole investigation. Yes. And in it, it says that, uh, you know, SETI is more or less putting a strain on the validity of these landforms in, you know, three ways. Number one, the uh, Mars messages aren't radio signals, which, you know, SETI usually uses for, you know, you know, verification. Well, that's the only thing SETI's doing, sir. They're looking with radio telescopes. Yeah. Yeah, right. And uh, number two, they're, um, they're not from deep space, which they usually look... They're, they're, they always look into deep space. You know what? September 1st, I'm going to have Dr. Stephen Greer, founder and director of the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, CSETI. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Oh, wow, that'd be great. And third, 
in the report. It says they're not in the form, the, uh, you know, Mars landforms aren't in the form of, you know, structures that embody architectural and symbolic values, not ordinary, not ordinarily in the purview of, you know, physics and, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, mainly in astronomy, you know. And it sort of baffles me because you know, both SETI and the Mars mission are sort of studying different areas of the same subject. Well, they are. Uh, it's true. And uh, one of these days, I think we will get a signal. I wonder what would happen if uh, the SETI people got a signal that basically said, Nice talking to you. Call us back when you grow up. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from July 9th, 1996. Featuring Coast to Coast AM from the 9th of July, 1996. Good morning, everybody. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Morning, Art. Good morning. You know what? What? I got a Yacht Boy 205 Grundig stuck in my pocket, and I can't get it out. Really? Ah, well, it will slowly begin to irradiate your leg until it falls off. Very well. All right. In the meantime, enjoy whatever you've got it set on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. See you later. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Um, yes, Art. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have a couple things to say to you about a comment you made. Ah, yes. This is Chris in Laramie, Wyoming. All right. Laramie. 
Yes, just barely east of the Rockies. Oh, well. A couple things I had to say was uh, you made a comment last hour about um, third parties, Libertarian Party uh, specifically. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Well, I am a member of the LP, have been for about two years now. Okay. And uh, my point was you said that you don't think third parties can win, et cetera, yada, and so on. Um, et cetera, yada, and so on. Exactly. Um, my point was, uh, there's a lot of people out there with that attitude that think that since third parties can't win, they won't vote for them. So third parties don't win. That is the truth. So people won't vote for them. That is the reality. It, of it's the a vicious situation. circle, and it, it just keeps going and going. It is, and it will continue, and uh, saying it won't even go to change. That's true. The second thing I wanted to say real quick is uh, I have the LP presidential debates on tape. And if you would like to see them, I can send them off to whatever address you have. Well, I have an address. You do? Yes. Well, that's good. Uh, do you want it? Certainly. Post Office Box 4755. 4755? Pahrump, P-A-H-R-U-M-P. R-U-M-P, okay. Didn't laugh, that's a good sign. <laughs> uh, Nevada, zip code 89041-4755. Now, as I say, I, I watched for a long time, but, they, you know, it was all bureaucratic. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I finally got tired. You know, I, I sleep during the day. I do that. <laughs> right. do this show. And uh, I finally fell asleep and missed the good part. Mm-hmm. Well, the presidential debates were very entertaining, and I think uh, Rick Tompkins probably saved the party from another fairly embarrassing split so well i would love to see it so really if you do have a copy i'd, I'd be thankful what was the post office box again i'm sorry i missed it the first time oh boy four seven five five four seven five five gotcha all right all right thank you thank much, you uh and i'll look forward to that yes i i wanted to see that and i sat there and it was sort of a little interesting but you know it's kind of would the people in the front all move toward the back please and you know that kind of thing and fill out forms and we're handing out these forms and you can only watch that so long so i missed the good part Wild card line, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, it's Charlie Liberal in California. Yay. Uh, uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Uh, a, I don't think you're the Antichrist. I want. I want you to know that right off the bat. And B, let me tell all these uh, alien uh, nuts out there. Let me just tell you something. If I were an alien, and in all seriousness, if I were an alien, the Earth is the last place I'd real. I'd want to settle. A, it's uh, you've got some. Uh, Highly developed, well, semi-highly developed primate uh, dominating a middle-aged star that uh, lacks a lot of the uh, natural minerals that it had uh, just a few million years ago. It's not a well, good, yes, it's not a good yes, planet. It may be that compared to other planets, we are still mineral-rich, particularly deep down. We're mineral-rich, but uh, why would you want to deal with a uh, with a planet that has a uh, somewhat advanced technology and nuclear weapons, even though they could probably easily defeat us, we could ruin the planet. Uh, Charlie. Uh, and the, why would you want to Charlie. deal with that when you could deal with a relatively Charlie. new star? Charlie, we eat cows, right? That's true. So why do you think that an alien would not necessarily think of us as a cow? Actually, you have, a, you have a reasonable point there. I know a lot of the religious people might not like that, but, you're, but what you're saying in that sense is true, in that... Uh, and that humans may not, even though we are the highest life form on the planet right now, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're a very high life form. To a fully evolved life form, we might be as the ants are to us. That's true. 
That's true. I wouldn't argue that point. Let me say, um, let me say, uh, um, as far as, uh, poor Bob Dole is concerned, isn't it just too bad that, uh, that, that Colin Powell has seen the light, that Colin Powell realizes that the only place for him to go is the Democratic Party. That oh, that's hogwash. He already said he'd vote for Bob Dole. Where are you coming from? No, all I'm saying is that, well, he has to vote for Bob Dole. I mean, he's already, but he's already said that he's not going to, uh, he's not going to campaign with this guy, and he's not going to have any big uh, uh, speech at the Republican National Convention. Let's, fa- let's face it here. He supports, uh, he supports affirmative action, and he supports abortion rights. And only and if he comes to the Democratic Party, we will welcome welcome him and all Republicans who support those things with open arms. Look, Why? whatever Colin Powell is, he's smart enough not to go to your party. Well, I think Colin Powell Colin Powell will wake up and see the light as many as many moderates and Republicans have. Because the hell are you talking about? It has been a conversion after conversion after conversion. It's been from the Democrats to the Republicans. Where where have you been? Well, these first of all, these are these, you're talking about politicians. I'm not talking about politicians because politicians are always rolling around in the mud trying to see it. Wait a minute. Let me get I'm this right. You're talking about Clinton. You're talking about Dole. You're talking about Powell. And you say you're not talking about politicians. I'm talking about. Have you about truly the... lost what little mind? You're Pow, pow, fortunately, is not a quote-unquote politician. I think that's what makes him popular. But I'm talking about people <laughs> like Powell who, uh, who, are, who, who have changed, who have look, taken a look at this Republican Party led by Newt Gingrich and said, you know what, we're gonna, we're, we are going to uh, switch to the Democrats and move to the left because we realize that they support the working-class Americans, that they support this, uh, basically support the, uh, the uh, government in the country, and that the Republicans basically don't, that they're a bunch Charlie, of... Charlie, there's been damn much attrition with the Democrats lately. You've lucky, you're, you're lucky you've got uh, uh, even a minimal vote you can muster in the House anymore. Well, A, there's the, the, the Republicans right now are no, are no longer concerned about whether they're going to win the presidency or not. They're worried about whether they're going to keep uh, control of Congress. Well, you That's are. the bottom line. You are, yeah, you are right about that. Thanks, Charles. He's right about that. The campaign right now is going so poorly. I mean, I, I couldn't script it to go any more poorly for Bob Dole. The latest today is that Bob Dole will now no longer um, uh, seek to reverse the assault weapons ban. He's given up on that one. So uh, there you are. And he weakly says, well, a bunch of those guns are now available anyway. So he will not attempt to reverse that, uh, uh, that ban. You know, by the time they're done... That is, uh, Bill Clinton stealing what few ideas Bob Dole has had, and uh, a Bob Dole um, a compromising toward uh, the left. There's going to be absolutely no difference whatsoever between those two guys, except their age. That's, that's going to be all that's left. of the Coast to Coast AM app is here, now available for Android as well as iPhone. For Coast Insiders, it offers the ability to download the most recent shows so you can listen to them at your leisure. The new app also has listen live and streaming features, plus recaps, contacts, and upcoming show info. Coast Insiders with Android System 4.0 and above or iPhone. Check out our new app at the Google Play or iTunes stores or link from the Coast website. Get a new view of the world with Coast to Coast AM. 
First of all, I want to just thank you for bringing everyone out here to Cornucopia of just phenomenal knowledge. I don't know of anyone else that I've ever listened to on radio that just fills my brain and stimulates me. But, you know, I was listening to the show, and I thought to myself, do you think, George, the common citizen such as you or I, really has any hope towards the future of any privacy or anything else? I think we do. I think eventually so many people will see the light, see what you see, see what I see, that eventually they're going to say enough is enough. And I think that we do have a future, and we're going to win in the long run. It's going to be bumpy along the way. It's not going to be easy, but we will get there. That's my take, and you know what? As long as I can continue on the airwaves and tell people this, I shall. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from July 9th, 1996. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. I'm on the air. Well, possibly. What do you want to say? I would like to ask you a question. Good morning, and to begin with, I'm surprised. Uh, my name is Lydia, and I would like to ask you a question, if, uh, since this is an open forum tonight. Yes, it is, Lydia. Thank you. Uh, if there is anybody, anybody of your, your listeners, or maybe you know, Somebody that deals in the generation of the retina. In, in what? The generation of the retina or or uh, macula. It's an eye uh, problem. An eye problem. Right. Oh, retina. Is that what you said? Retina. Retina. Right. Retina. I'm sorry. I probably don't pronounce it right. Where Where are you from? I'm from Ukraine. Ukraine. Yes. Uh, I've been uh, in the United States for the last 37 years. I'm an American citizen, and I lived in South America also for about 10 years. Well, I'm, I'm going to visit Russia uh, next month. I heard you on, on the radio, right? Yes. Right. Uh, my son was there uh, in Ukraine, in Kiev. He was for four years mm -hmm. uh, uh, in, uh, since 1990. So you wanted to ask about a retina problem? I, right. I, 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 have, I, I have lost my uh, sense of vision. I am legally blind now. I understand. I lost my sense of vision, and uh, I really haven't seen a doctor in the last probably four years. Oh, my. But uh, I can because I belong to an HMO, and they put me on disability, and uh, I'm on Medicare yes. because there is no other way to do it. Well, I'm not a doctor, so I... I know, but I'm sort of... Through you, I'm trying to go to maybe somebody of your listeners, you know, an ophthalmologist or anybody that has that problem. I know there are a lot of people that have that problem. Well, maybe somebody will have something to say, Lydia. We'll see. Okay. And now if you want to talk about Russia, uh, why don't you put me on the other line or whatever line you have? I'm sure you have a lot of people that want to give you advice. About Russia? Most, right. most people are telling me don't go. They, oh, they no, think the, They go. think the American CIA is going to have the KGB kill me in the Moscow street. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, that's what they're saying. Please do go and look for yourself. That's, that's, what I, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yes, and I certainly hope you have a good time 
and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. And your wife, Ramona, also. She will. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to enjoy it, too. You betcha. No guarantees in life, right? Ever. So you just go ahead and you continue with life. Either that or you huddle down in a little bunker somewhere and you worry about everything. Like the people on my paranoid line. Here. See, watch. Paranoid line, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Art? Okay. Are you paranoid? Well, yeah, I am. Are you? Okay. Yeah, I'm calling from New Orleans. Uh -huh. and, uh, well, I've got good reason to be then. Yeah. There's a lot of spirits in this town. Do you know that uh, New Orleans may be one of the most dangerous cities, but Nevada, where I am now, mm -hmm. is the most, the most dangerous state in the whole world. Union. That's right. That's unbelievable, isn't it? It yes. seems like there's all kinds of space in Nevada, you know. But anyway, what I was wanted to call you about was um, in the in the, in the beginning of June, I called you about I saw um, uh, some an explosion in the sky. I have a point of order here. A jet airplane. Uh, well, this is the a point of order I'm talking about is what happened uh, in the Pensacola incident, right? What those two people. You mean when Pens Pensacola was destroyed? No, no, no. no? Oh, come on. I, I, this is not a joke. What are you talking about? Then? I'm talking about what happened over the weekend. What happened? Tell me. There was a, uh, an engine, a jet engine exploded, and two people were killed. Oh, yes, I, I know all about that. Yes, uh, right. a Delta Airlines. Right. Aircraft. Well, yes. I, had, I had called you previously in the beginning of June, and I had told you that I saw um, an explosion over the skies of New Orleans. and uh, But the plane didn't explode. Just the, just the uh, right jet engine exploded in the, in the rear section. It was a Pratt & Whitney. Engine. Was it over New Orleans? When right, it, right. It was over. It was, the plane was taken off going... You know what? I remember that call. I remember your call. Right, and you had said, you had gestured, just think about the people in the, in the tail section. They must have been scared to death. Yep. And, uh, you know, this was a, this was a, this was, this happened Memorial Weekend, right? And now two people have died from something. It, the plane that took off was either a Delta plane or a, it was Delta. Or an, or an American plane because they have the same colors. And, um, well, there was a TWA aircraft with a lesser problem, but Delta is the one that, uh. No, I'm talking about the colors on the side of the plane, though. Delta and American have similar colors. Yeah, but forget the colors. It said yeah. Delta, D-E-L-T-A, Delta. It said right, Delta right there. So. But, but the thing that I saw, the engine that I saw was a Pratt and Whitney engine uh -huh. that, that blew up. But it, it didn't. You see, it shot this streak. It didn't go towards the cab section. It shot out over the, over a residential area. All right. We're giving you an, an A-plus then on your prediction. So the next time you have one, you need to call us immediately. <laughs> well, Art, I... Uh, you have a great show, and Thank I love every minute of it. All right. But I you. never get in that much, so. Well, you're in now. It's uh, very hard. Take advantage of the paranoid line. Bye. All right, goodbye. We're restricting that line just to paranoids. All card line, you're on the air. Hello. Art? Yes. Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, Mike in Milwaukee, listening to you on WTMJ. Yes, Mike. You're going to have to speak up good and loud. Uh, good and loud. Okay. I wanted to thank you, first of all, for replaying um, the uh, the Dan and Linda Howe. Yes. Uh, it was quite frightening. Uh, well, it is it is interesting. Linda and I had a very long conversation today about it all. Yeah. Uh, none of your listeners um, are talking about uh, what uh, Tom Brokaw was talking about last night on uh, the NBC Nightly News. And that was? Area 51. And what did he say about Area 51? Well, they, he talked about, uh, of course, the lights in the sky. 
uh, but uh, even more so than that, they were talking about um, chemicals or some steam being released. Yep. Uh, There's a big lawsuit about that. I know all about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, another thing uh, it was also mentioned in Independence Day 4, probably the best part of the movie. I'll refer to Area 51 and Roswell as well. Right, right. Um, but as far as, um, what, is Vegas about as close as you can get to a theater? Uh, for the moment, yes, that yeah. is true. And that's, you know, it's about a 120-mile round trip, so. Well, I wouldn't make the trip. Oh, oh now, is that a movie <laughs> review? <laughs> uh, it was it was okay. It was an okay movie, but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't drive 120 miles hours to see it. Well, I might not either. Uh, plus, I know the lines are very long, the weather is hot, my temper is short, and so um, I haven't made the trip yet. You know, but the time will come, I'll be in uh, town for some reason or another, and I'll go see it. Yeah. Or, or, next month, when I go to Europe, they will show it in the aircraft. There you go. Now, would that be a cool <laughs> place to watch ID4 that at would. about 45, 50,000 feet? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for the call, sir. Okay. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Ah, uh, well, this is west of the Rockies. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Uh, this is Ed in Finland, California. And, Finland, uh, California. Where is that? Uh, that's uh, sort of between Glendale and the San Fernando Valley. Probably listening to KABC. That's right. All right. Uh, yeah, a uh, couple of things. Um, first, uh, you uh, once mentioned that you got Ray Bream... Uh, radio talk host back on the air talking on the radio again? I did. Uh, shortly after I came on KABC, which has now been quite a while, um, I said on the air I wanted to talk to Ray. I'd love to talk to him, interview him. And uh, by gosh, uh, we did it. He came on and we did a couple hours, I think. Yeah. Well, if I could uh, recommend a guest, if you could get him. There was a gentleman a few years ago also on KABC, Bill Jenkins. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, yes, I've heard the name. Yeah, he had a show called Open Mind. It was sort Open of like Mind. a uh, yep. mini version of uh, Dreamland. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and uh, he talked about various things, the UFOs and so forth. And mm-hmm. He knows quite a bit, so uh, I don't know what's happened to him in the, uh, the years, but uh, he retired from KABC and so on. But i got to ask you about the Chupacabra. Chupacabra, very good. Chupacabra, I finally got it. Yes. Uh, are there lady chupacabras? And uh, well, chupacabras? yes, of course there are. How could there uh, not be? Uh, well, who knows? Maybe the chupacabras grow demon seeds or something. A demon seeds. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have you on as a guest. <laughs> All right, listen. Well, go away. I've got news. Okay. See you later. You're listening to the CBC Radio Network, and this is my theme. Are you Life goes on, yeah. This is Premier Networks. That was Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM on this Somewhere in Time. With the deck of 51, smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Jangaroo. Now don't tell me I've nothing to do. Last night I dressed in pale pretended I was on the town.
to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time. Tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from July 9th, 1996. Does anybody remember Stevie Nicks dancing in the video of this thing? God, it was great. She was so cute. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Yeah, this is Chris from Peoria. Hi, Chris. Yeah, um, I was wondering regarding uh, two questions for you. Okay. Um, Manhattan Project? Yes. You know anything about that? Well, quite a bit about it, yes. Uh, the uh, project to develop the atomic bomb, yes. Well, no, I was referring to the one, the cloaking device. Cloaking device? Yeah, my friend is into this. I don't know if you have any web pages. What is the cloaking device? Is that something he made up, or is that just like an exaggeration of what the government's trying to conceive? Well, a cloaking device is uh, very simply a device used uh, when you wish to make your ship invisible. I heard uh, over in Atlantic it disappeared for two seconds and reappeared. Mm -hmm. so, well, it's Klingon technology. <laughs> like I'm from Star Trek. Well, it is. Oh, there you yeah. go. Cloaking device, Klingons, don't you remember? Didn't you watch Star Trek? I'm not, I'm not a Trekkie. I don't like that. All right, well, that's a cloaking device. Oh, I got another question for you. Sure. Do you know anything regarding Loch Ness Monster? I've been studying since I'm six. I'm 18 now. I've been studying since I was six years old. It's funny you should mention that. Uh, I had a guest on Dreamland Sunday that talked about uh, Nessie, mm -hmm. and there have been a number of projects um, looking for Nessie, and they I'm have all they, and they have that's right, and they have all found something gigantic down there, chasing uh, fish at a very deep level. Did they realize what it was, mammal? But I don't think it's mammal. Nessie. I know, but what do you think it is? For your important friends. Some people think it's the Tully Monstrum. Some people think it's the Genic Sea. Well, I think, think it's very probably it's something prehistoric. Yeah, prehistoric. Sure. Hmm. You know any websites regarding uh, Loch Ness? Mm, no, but I bet if you go up there and do a search with a browser, you'll find some. All right, thanks. You're nice welcome. And, you. uh, and to you, and if there's any photographs up there, pass them along. I would even like to see uh, some of what they, they found. That would be very interesting. It's entirely possible that there are prehistoric creatures that are left, that have survived, that have somehow at deep water levels uh, managed to avoid whatever holocaust killed them all, and there are remnants of them still here on Earth. Sure, it could be. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Yes, this is Kevin from Pulaski, Tennessee. Velasquez, Tennessee. Velasquez, Tennessee. Where is that? It's south of Nashville, 70 miles uh, south of Nashville. Okay. I got a little cat story to tell you here. Cat it's story. not really a story, but uh, at my house, I have got 39 cats. You have 39 cats? 39 cats. You belong on Seven my... Dogs. You should be on my paranoid line, not here. <laughs> well, you have 39 cats and seven dogs. That's impossible. Well, that's how many I have, and it takes a, it takes probably about forty dollars worth of food a week to feed them. <laughs> how did you end up with that many cats? Having babies and babies and babies. Well, that's your own fault. I reckon it is, but they're wild and you can't catch them, so they just keep so on having they babies. Keep I guess. Multiplying, yeah. I. Yeah, I know these wild cats. Uh, they're amazing. It's hard to catch them. We've tried to catch them. Me and my dad have. It's and, not uh, good. They bite you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's all I want to say. I you have a great night. All right, thank you. I still, right. still have the scars here. They're starting to fade now. But I still have the scars.
Oh, I went out there a little while ago during the break, and I was petting my cat, and he hissed at me once, and I put my hand right up there by his mouth, and he bit me. Not hard. You know, this time it was just sort of a, I'm testing human skin type bite. Like that, you know. Testing consistency. Determining tinsel strength. <laughs> West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi, Art. How you doing? Okay. Uh, you know, it's a city. is never successful. You know what the message we're going to hear is going to be? What? Turn off your radio. Turn off your radio, yeah. What is your sense of humor? Um, well, on that subject, I don't have one. Okay, why we cannot give the last names? Why why don't we give them? Mm-hmm. Because it, if if something was said that would uh, lead to litigation, you know, court problems, uh-huh. um, it would not be so serious if there had not been a last uh-huh. name. I mean, there's oh, a lot, a lot of Johns that. out there, a lot of Toms out there. You, you understand? I listen now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Goodbye. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. All right. Yes. Yeah, this is Greg in Dallas. Hi, Greg. I uh, just wanted to say I uh, love the show. I, uh, I happen to be uh, here with a couple other guys here at AudioNet. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, we're calling from the, from the office here. You're actually at AudioNet. AudioNet, yeah, tell everybody, on, uh, look, not everybody understands what AudioNet is. Tell them what it is. Okay, what AudioNet is, we're a, a, basically a broadcast network that uh, broadcasts radio stations, sporting events, like we did the, the All-Star game last night. Right. Over the World Wide Web. That's right, and people can go get uh, uh, the, the little program and go up on the Internet and listen to this program, uh, either live or archived, or as a matter of fact, you can go back and listen to two weeks of programs. Right, right. It's amazing. And, yeah, just the uh, reason we were calling is I uh, wanted to let you know that uh, you are the man on AudioNet. <laughs> you get, seriously, in a week's time, you get more hits than anything or anyone else. On AudioNet. Is that so? Absolutely. How many do we get? Do you know? You, uh, just off the top of my head, I'm the statistician here. Uh-huh. And uh, you get roughly about uh, 10,000 listeners a week. Holy mackerel. And that's that's pretty good for a brand new medium, I think. Uh, it is. It's young and growing. As a matter of fact, I had a fellow call from uh, uh, in Germany near Austria listening yeah. a little while ago. Yeah, we heard him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we listen to you every night. It is very cool. As a matter of fact, you know what I ought to do? I should open a line one night for people listening to AudioNet. That'd be great. Would you like that? Yeah, we'd love that. Okay. That'd uh, well, it'd help us all out. You know, uh, to help you out, see where see where people uh, on the internet are at, and help us out with uh, you know, seeing where uh, people are people are listening to us from as well. I tell you what, I'll do it tomorrow night. Hey, great. How's that? Yeah, that'd be great. Assuming the world does not explode. Well, yeah, hopefully it won't. I kind of like talk radio when it just drifts, when there's no really heavy news that we have to talk about, when we can just have fun. Yeah, yeah. I mm. agree. Well, the world's a lot better when there's not all the heavy stuff. That's right. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to call and say hi and uh, say keep up the great work. Well, please say hi to everybody at AudioNet for me and thank them. Will do, Art. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, we, we take a lot of hits on the webpage. Matter of fact, I was talking to um, I was talking to Keith earlier, and this will amaze you. My website, www.artbell.com, takes, um, I think it was in May, May it took 1.8 million hits. 
1.8 million hits. Can you imagine that? <laughs> and it varies around uh, 1.4, 1.5, 1.7, 1.8, somewhere in there. Million hits a month. That's a lot of people. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, Art Pell. Yes. There's a stock out in uh, San Diego. Sounds like you're in a truck. Yes, I am. I'm uh, driving for the Los Angeles Times. I'm uh, delivering papers to San Diego tonight. All right. I'm on my way back and uh, listening to you. Yes, sir. I just wanted to say I saw ID4 today, and uh, that was a fabulous movie. It was just so cool. You talk about the quickening. That was it, but, you know. Uh, I think the only safe place to be would be underground if something like that happened. But uh, I really enjoy your show, and uh, just wanted to say hello to all the other fellow truckers out there and uh, keep up the good work. Wait a minute. What's the headline in the L.A. Times this morning? What's the headline? Yeah. The headline tonight? Uh, gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> 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 I just delivered uh, 8,000 of them. That's pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah, and you didn't look at the headline. I didn't even look at the headline. All right. Well, thanks for the call. Okay. Take care. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> Delivered 8,000 of them and doesn't know what the headline is. Oh, well. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. Uh, enjoy your program. Thank you. Talked to you many years ago uh, when you were on the other station out of Fresno, about 1986. Anyway, uh, this format, first time caller. Um, paranoid in the sense that a, a very good friend of mine who is a. Uh, Stable, uh, down to earth, former pilot, mm -hmm. confided something to me uh, not long ago, which which uh, really got my attention. Yes. And uh, in fact, he lives not too far from where you are. And that was many years ago in Independence, Missouri, where yeah. uh, Harry Truman's hometown. Right. He was in a parking lot, getting out of a, a low slung car of some kind. And he, he uh, as he grabbed the, the roof of the car, stood up, and looked up, there was this craft above the parking lot, mm. huge, a huge thing. Mm -hmm. And what was significant about it, as he told the story, was time seemed to, to be suspended in some way. And it was not just the fact that it was very clear in his memory, <clears throat> the craft was like many of the crafts that have been described in your program before. Um, and there was a, a figure that he was able to remember looking, sort of looking at him. But as the craft went away silently, it was the same phenomenon, that, that time was suspended in some way. It wasn't just the fact that it was silent and moved away quickly, that time itself was, the dimension of time somehow was altered. And the unusual, the other unusual thing was, this happened in the space of, he estimates 15, 20 seconds. There was another individual about no, no, 30 feet away. How, how, excuse me. How could he know that if time was distorted? Well, he, 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 he was saying that what seemed to be 15 or 20 seconds. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Right. What, the, 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 but the movement of the craft was very unusual because it was there, then it was, seemed to be uh, half a mile away in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a not... Not he wasn't blinking his eyes, and he's used to obviously being a pilot. He was used to movements of craft. It wasn't like it was a. It went from point A to point B. 
it was at point A and suddenly it was at point B. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that was unusual about the story, at the end of all this, he was he uh, there was another gentleman about thirty forty feet away uh, standing by another car, and he kind of chiefly sees it. Did you see that? And the the person sincerely did not see it. Probably said something like, "No, and you didn't see it either." No, it was well. It was basically, just the guy seemed like he didn't see it. Which, well, anyway, uh, this is um, I guess the second person that he's told the story to, and I've known the fellow many years, and he tells the story now, and uh, quite sincerely, and still doesn't know what to make of it. So, uh, I well, I, I saw something too, and to this day, sir, I don't know what to make of it. I just know what I saw. Wasn't far away. Was not a distant light. Was close up. Real close. Very real. And I don't know what to make of it to this day. And I suspect I never will. Somewhere in Time with Art Bell continues courtesy of Premier Networks. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Yeah, good morning, Mr. Bell. Hello. This is Dick calling from Kogo Country. Yes, Dick. Listen, I want to commend you for having that guest owner, Mr. Collier. Uh, oh, that's who it was, of course. Uh, yeah, the vote scam. Vote fraud, yes, huh? vote scam. I went and called Chance to broadcast and ordered those three tapes. The three tapes, they say. Yep. Yeah, Mr. Bell, what I'd like to ask you, did you ever consider having Gene Duffy on the lady that, that directed that video film, uh, Obstruction of Justice, the Mina Connection? Oh, I suppose I could, but it's kind of more of the same, isn't it? No, it isn't. No, no, absolutely not. This this is a... Uh, Mr. Putnam out here in California had that lady on. George, yes. Oh, my God. I mean, the stuff that she reveals on that, uh, you know, on the video. I got the video film also. Does she say Clinton's a killer? No, she didn't say that Clinton's a killer, but, you know, a lot Does of Does she say Clinton's a drug dealer? No, she says a lot of these people that were hooked up with him there in Arkansas... One of the chief prosecutors uh, was involved in the murder of the two boys on the railroad tracks. They've got proof of that. Does she? Can she tie it to Clinton? No, not to Clinton, but to these people in his cabinet that oh. were in his cabinet. You know, all his cronies back there. Yeah, well. But I know. think that the people would enjoy listening to uh, Linda. Her name is Linda. No, not Linda. Jean Duffy. I'm sorry. Jean Duffy. Huh? I think that your listeners would really respond to that art. Why? You know, it, to me. These things uh, have got to either be connected to Clinton or they just don't have the meaning that you think they have or that people think they have. Now, well, she was a prosecutor back there in Arkansas, see? Yeah. And uh, she actually got driven, her and her husband and children got driven out of there. They put a price on her head. They were going to kill her. And she hid out in Texas because he was in the Army in Texas. Uh, this must have been a private price on her head. I mean, you couldn't do that publicly. Well. Right. This is what the... I mean, they didn't post it in the post office or anything, right? I beg your pardon? They didn't put it in the post office, price no. on her head or anything. No, but she was told by some uh, police official that she'd best get out of Arkansas. Well, they're telling me I'd better get out of Pahrump, you know. Who? Well, them. The people on my paranoid line. <laughs> people will fax me. All right, thank you very much for the call. As a matter of fact, here's another one. Art, I know that you are out to get me. Leave me alone. Signed, Shane. Okay, no sweat, Shane. Dear Art, I've got a friend who's trying to get the gas station 
to take out the microphone from his car radiator <laughs> and the TV repair shop to remove the government camera from his TV. I believe him when he says he is not paranoid. After all, it was his radio that told him about the problem that he is having. Signed, <laughs> Desert Dan. Well, let's go back to the paranoid line. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. Hi. How you doing today? I'm fine. Um, Art, I'm paranoid. Why? I read in the paper today yes. that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms is yes. compiling a government database on the uh, ownership of firearms in the United States. <gasps> well, they've been doing that for a long time. Now, they've had records from people uh, who have um, a license to sell firearms, and they've always held those records in uh, ever-growing boxes, and now they're simply going to put those on um, on computers, so they, they have reference to it. Well, I've got to tell you, I'm paranoid because in every case in history, uh, registration followed with, was followed with confiscation. Well... I don't think they're going to confiscate guns myself. Well, but, oh, but, I but, but ask you do, her. but that's because you're paranoid. I mean, what would you do if they knocked on your door, wanted your guns? Going to have to give us your guns, sir. I don't know. They might find a bullet between that. You'd shoot at them? Well, yeah. I mean, it's my constitutional right to own them. I mean, guys with jackets that say FBI and ATF on it, and you'd shoot at them. Well, you know, it's a constitutional right of mine, and mm -hmm. it's underprotected, I think. So you would shoot instead of give up and give the guns? Probably. Mm -hmm. What do you think would happen? Um, I'd probably go to federal prison if caught. Mm -hmm. More likely you'd be dead. I mean... They would shoot back, wouldn't they? Well, maybe. Maybe? Well, it depends. I mean... Usually when you shoot... It's a matter of surprise. When you shoot at the feds, a lot of times they shoot back. That's true. All right, sir. Thank you very much. I, You know, I, it was proper that you are on that line. A lot of people think their guns are going to be confiscated. I am not one of those people. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning, Art. Good morning. From Grand Junction, Colorado. Yes, sir. I was listening to you on KNZZ, but uh, they blew a tube or something, so I had to switch to uh, KLB in Albuquerque. They blew a tube? Well, it sounds like it. I, it. It sounds like they've been having troubles with their stuff for a couple days now. But It's what I've been trying to tell people. You know, there's a long chain of electronics that has to work perfectly for you to receive the signal. Exactly. And uh, somehow everybody assumes that when something goes wrong, it's always a trilateral commission. <laughs> I hardly think so. I was in radio for a number of years, uh, just like yourself there, Art. And I understand all these things, too. But what, what's it like to talk to millions of people every night? What are you on, 277 stations now? Yeah. It's better not to think about. Um, it's neat. It's fun. But it's better not to think about because if you think about it, then you begin to get very nervous. And paranoid. And paranoid. <laughs> and you start setting up paranoid phone lines, and, you know, and the people start calling in and, and thinking that they're just as scared as you are to be talking to 12 million people. How many people are listening right now, Art? Um, well, I, at any given moment, probably 8 to 10 to 12 million, somewhere in there. 
Well, you I'm know, scared. I really wish you wouldn't lead me through this. You're going to get me nervous is what you're going to do. I'm scared to death, Art. i got to go by. <laughs> I mean, really, uh, it is much better not to think about. Uh, I even have trouble. I can't tell you even what city, but there's a gigantic eastern city that's going to be coming on at the end of the month. See, that's as much as I can say. Nobody could pin it down, right? A gigantic eastern city has signed a contract, and they're coming on the network beginning next month. Now, if I think about it, I will get nervous, and it will be very hard for me to do my program as normal for at least one day. And then I forget it, and everything's okay again. The minute somebody else calls like that and starts telling me about all of the stations and people, God, it makes me nervous. We'll be right back. This is Premier Networks. That was Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM on this Somewhere in Time. circumstances, one of a kind, completely misunderstood, yet miserably wise. You see, I'm immortal. I stopped aging when I was 16. I'm now 26. I've had the knowledge of an elder since I was a babe, but nobody will listen to me because of this immortality problem. I couldn't wrinkle if I tried. I couldn't get hit by a bus if I tried. Well, I had a bus driver here a little while ago to probably dispute that, but worst of all, I'm unable to convey all that I know because everyone looks at me as a despicable teenager. Well, you probably are. Somebody has put me here, so unique, but so powerless. This somebody even sent me an anonymous report in the mail about my plight. The report listed my personality characteristics, other, others' opinions about me. They even said they'd be contacting me at some future time. So strange, don't you think? And to make my situation worse yet again, I don't sleep. Can you imagine the long, long life of an immortal who can't sleep? They planned this too, I'm sure. 
Sometimes I even hear the devil's voice talking to me during your program. Your voice becomes deep and monstrous. That's when I know he's here. Oh, poor Art, we're both pawns in some sick scheme. I have no advice for you. But do you think any of your immortal listeners have any advice for me, especially about the wrinkling and the sleeping problems? I'm sure the answer is no, knowing my luck. Well, I'm sure you're right, sir. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, hey. Uh, Italian Stallion, Portland, Oregon. Uh, if you say so. Hey, I uh, got a correction. That wasn't the Klingons with the... I'm sure you got facts, but it's the Romulans. That oh, it was the Romulans. You're right. Yeah. Um, anyway... Um, I think it was the Romulans. Yeah, it was the Romulans originally that came out, and then the Klingons Was it the it. Romulan Empire or the... Yeah, the Romulan Empire that did have the cloak, and then the Federation stole it. Then the Klingons got a hold of it, I think. That's then right. Then they made it better where you could... Uh, where you didn't have to have your shields down. Yeah. And they made it even better, I guess. The Klingons came out with the even more better. Well, I, more better. I, I knew they had it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I wanted to mention uh, Saddam Hussein, what happened to him? He kind of faded out of the uh, news and everything. He's still he's getting real powerful again. Yep. He's building his army back again. Yeah, and I just think that... Uh, it's going to be a mess there over there in the Middle East. You know what we really need? We need a good war between Iran and Iraq is what we really need. Yeah, and I really believe the war is going to be all over oil because we still it haven't really resorted is. to electric cars. and I mean, we do have them, but I think our technology needs to zoom in on it because oil's not going to be here in the next 10. You look at the gas prices and the gas pumps. I'm telling you right now, if I were in charge of the CIA, I would have them working on getting Iran and Iraq into a, another war. Yeah, well, you can be thankful that we drive our four cylinders and get good gas mileage, so... I've only got three cylinders. In oh, you do? And that geo, that's right. They get about 50 miles to the gallon. At least. Wow, at that's least great. Well, I'd keep that car then and not get a Cadillac or anything. So. Oh, uh, that's my plan. Okay, or take care. Right. Have a good one. See you later. I think that would be the ideal solution. I think they thought that at one time, too. We are inevitably going to get into a conflict with Iran. The possibility that the uh, terrorist bombing in uh, Saudi Arabia, if it was foreign-sponsored, was probably sponsored by Iran. Maybe Syria. Now, if we could get Syria, Iran, and Iraq into a war, then you'd really have something going. And they would all deplete each other's resources uh, to the point where none of them would be a threat any longer, or one would conquer the other two, and then we'd really have a problem. First time caller line, uh, slash paranoid line, you're on the air. Thank you. Um, I, I am... Very, very worried. Uh, I have information pertaining to... Turn your radio down now. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, the moon. Um, it is... Uh, I, too, have been concerned about the moon. <laughs> well, this is this is far superior to your uh, side squatch. Uh, this moon that we have orbiting our planet. Yes, I've seen it. It, well, of course, and it never rotates, but now it is rotating. It's begun to spin. Um, actually, it it is vibrating between, uh, attempting to spin in both directions. 
Now, that would be a problem. Well, I, I, I will go out and take a look at it. I've got this new wonderful pair of binoculars. You no, no, you, you need at least a, a 16-power telescope to see this. Hmm. It moves only, uh, it began in 1968 when they began to go uh, looking at how they're going to land on the moon for the first time in 69. Uh, and what occurred was they, they saw a two-foot rotational and uh, uh, it, it produced earthquakes on the, on the moon, or moonquakes, we should say, uh, that were equivalent to a three-point scale. But now it is moving at 17 feet and producing 11-point earthquakes. Do you realize what that would do to Earth? Where do you get these figures? I, I can't be specific. And the reason why I'm calling you is oh, I need to tell somebody. But... Uh, well, I'm listening, but I mean, you've got to be able to quote some sources here. I mean, well, I got a friend at at Latney. Uh, 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 he's, he's, you know, that they're making a new new type of shuttle. Yes, I do. But the shuttle is the is X thirty three actually. It is yes, yeah. and it's made to evacuate mankind from the planet. It is not. No, no, it is. It is not. It's meant to go up and help build the space station. It's not meant for anything but uh, relatively low Earth orbit. Who told you in that, anyway? My friend that works at Lang. Well, then, then I have now lost all confidence in your friend. It's not meant to evacuate mankind from, from the Earth. Where does he get this kind of thing? It's meant to uh, uh, provide uh, easy reusable access to relatively low Earth orbit and to service the uh, space station. I don't know where people get these things. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Yeah, Art, this is John in Petaluma, California. Yes. Uh, I've been listening to you since around November. My ex-wife's husband turned me on to your show, and I love it. Your ex-wife's husband? Yeah. (laughs) We get along great. I mean, you know, it's still family. My, My son lives with him. He's about the same age as yours. But, uh... Main reason I, I tried to, I, I'm at work. <laughs> Main reason I tried to get a hold of you is um, your quickening. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever noticed the on the beginning of Highlander? It has you know like a screen with writing, and it mentions the quickening. I never did watch the Highlander. You, you, you but I, you know, everybody's, I mean, everybody's told me about it, so... Yeah, I, I because know. right in the beginning, it talks about, you know, the battles net and the quickening. Yep. Yeah, I knew that. I mean, a lot of people have told me that. Yeah. Anyway, great show. Fabulous. And i got to get back off so I can get back to work. All right. Take care. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Oklahoma. Yes. I was thinking about that. I was ashamed about... Um, Dr. Morning Sky, I got one of his tapes and I really enjoyed it, but uh, um, I thought uh, it was something similar like uh, wise people getting harmed like that and then uh, uh, other types of people like uh, they had a Japanese American or national and his 13 year old daughter and they were laying prey for him and shot him in San Diego and it was the guy that had the answer to Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's, yeah. And I thought that was a uh, shame too. Uh, He was a brilliant researcher in that area, yes. Yeah, and I heard another thing. There was a lady on the news talking about one time about a a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago. Some paleontologists, they found like, uh, you know, we heard about the diode. They found uh, Spam and hot dogs and everything, like way back when. 
Spam? Something like Spam or hot dogs or something that these cultures had way back... Uh, what? Years and years ago, like uh, uh, millions of years ago. They found Spam from millions of years ago? Yeah, so it probably was petrified or something. Petrified Spam. Yeah. Okay, sir, thank you very much. And I'll try to set up a, a line for people just like you, uh, possibly tomorrow night. <laughs> Coast to Coast AM sure sounds great in the middle of the night. But you know, you don't have to be nocturnal to enjoy this amazing show. The Coast Insider is your key to a normal life. For 15 cents a day, you can wake up refreshed knowing that last night's show is waiting for you with podcasting. Listen on your way to work and again on the way home. Or listen to one of over a thousand archived shows from the past three years. As a member, you'll have access to our monthly live chat sessions with George Nouri and special guests. The Coast Insiders Club is a must-have feature for all Coast to Coast AM listeners. Visit coasttocoastam.com to sign up today. You'll sleep like a baby, knowing you'll never miss your favorite guests and topics ever again. Remember, a one-year subscription comes out to only 15 cents a day. Sign up today at coasttocoastam.com. Get a new view of the world with Coast to Coast AM. Give me your perspective on where you think this is heading worldwide. Is this all leading to a one-world government, a new world order, in order to contain what could very well be a planetary-wide uprising? Well, yes, the governments are preying on the poor people. You know, in most countries, the government is usually controlled by wealthy people. You're seeing very much a situation that's set up to create a violent overthrow of countries. You're listening to Art Bell, Somewhere in Time, tonight featuring Coast to Coast AM from July 9th, 1996. Wildcard Line, you're on the air. Art, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you. Welcome to the show. Uh, you know, I, I want to buy like about six radios from the Crane Company now uh, from listening to your advertisements, and I can't wait for the catalog. or the free catalog. Well, you should be getting it. Uh, I can't wait for that to come through. It's cool. Believe me. But uh, I wanted to ask you, I know you're disillusioned as I am. Uh, by the way, this is Mike in Tucson. I, uh, I wanted to ask you who you would uh, like to be running. I, I I think we'd both agree that a third-party candidate couldn't win, but in your mind, if you could pick a dream candidate for either party or for an independent party, who would you like to see hmm. run this race? Well, I could think of all kinds of people. Really, I could, uh, that I'd rather have running on the right than Bob Dole. Mm -hmm. um, a Jack Kemp Jack uh, comes to mind. Uh, Bill Bennett comes to mind. Um, I just, all, I, I mean, I really could r run through uh, uh, Sam Nunn. Uh, I think Sam Nunn would make a great president. Colin Powell, I think, would make a good president because he doesn't really want it. Um, there's just a lot of people. I, I could think of tons of people that I'd rather have running than the two guys we got running now. Anybody on the left side you'd like to see? Well, I, I mentioned Sam Nunn. Uh, and, oh, yeah. And there are, there are others uh, on the left, uh, reasonable, middle, 
planted people who actually have an ideology that seems to settle down in one place and not move around like our current presidents. Okay. So I'm just, uh, dissolution doesn't even do justice to the way I feel about what's going on right now. Well, I, I, I completely understand you. It's, it's the first presidential election that I have, have just been disgusted yeah. with. And I mean, Bob, Bob Dole, uh, by the day, is disappointing me. Uh, he's not, I haven't even seen a campaign from the guy yet, not what I'd call one. No. And, uh, yesterday he, uh, he did it again. Uh, you know, with the, the assault weapons thing. He had promised NRA he was going to try to repeal it because it's dumb. And now he's not going to do it. And, and the fact that the campaigns on either side are even addressing the tobacco issue when that, when that's so. Oh, yeah, now there's the most serious thing in the campaign, more. the most serious thing in the campaign so far. The Democrats are going to dress up idiots looking like cigarettes and send them to Bob Dole's campaign rally points. Right. Ooh, rough, tough stuff. <laughs> See you later. Thanks. Bye. This whole thing is dumb. If I had to spend five hours talking about that, I'd rather shoot myself every day. Really, really dumb. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Ah, good morning. Good morning. Uh, did this gentleman from uh, Real Audio mentioning that they were changing your live feed? No. That because I got dropped while you were talking to the truck driver, and then when I bring it back up, you graduated to 28.8. You, you Oh, maybe they... Um... Uh, uh, do you have a 28.8 modem? Yes. Does it sound different? It better. Much better. It sounds better, huh? Much better. Well, those are cool people. Real audio is really something, and it is the future. But I was surprised they didn't mention it, so they could have warned us that we were going to lose feed from you. Well, uh, maybe they wanted it to be a surprise. It was. Anyway, tomorrow night, we will set aside a line for people listening by computer. Great. How's that? Is that how you're listening now? Yes, it is. Uh, this is Sharon in Abingdon, Virginia. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, the you... way I have to get you. <laughs> well, in that case, you've got us better now. Yes. All right, my dear. Bye-bye. Thank you. See you later. Way out in Virginia. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Art. This is Ross in Phoenix. Yes, sir. Listening to you on KFYI. Um, I've got a uh, brain teaser I was hoping you could help me with. Probably not. I hate those things. Well, it's a pretty quick one. I think you might like this one. Um, there are three words in the English language that end in the letters G-R-Y. Two of the words are hungry and angry. The third word is something that we know, and we know what it is. What word is it? Angry, hungry. Uh, see, you already you stole from me the two that I could have gone for. <laughs> I had angry right away. Uh, the the closest I've come up with was is imagery, but that's actually G E R Y, and, right. and I'm just stuck, and I don't know if there's a. So uh, you're, are you doing a crossword puzzle? No, this is this is uh, something that's got a lot of people baffled and um, are not sure if it's... Uh, maybe there is no other. Exactly. Maybe there is no other word. I don't know if you've ever heard of this uh, question or, or if any of the listeners out there might have the... Uh, There's almost an E in everything else. Imagery. Uh, I don't know. It's really something. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have the answer by fax or hook or crook, uh, I'm sure, by tomorrow. All right. I'll be uh, listening. All right. Take care.
Maybe it's a word I can't say on the air. <laughs> First time caller line, you're on the air. Hello. Going once, going twice. Hello. Oh, man, you just made it. <laughs> Who is this? This is Valerie. Where are you? Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma. Well, glad to have you. Good. Um, let's see. What's on your perky little mind? My perky little mind is, um... Well, let's see. Where's my list? Here's my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, guns in the ATF mess. Guns in the ATF mess? <laughs> well, if, if if a cop decides to, to invite himself in your house and you're cleaning your weapon in the state of Washington... Yes. And you've got all those pieces spread out there? Yes. Each piece counts as a weapon. No. Yes. Well, since when in Washington are you not allowed to have a gun in your home? You could have a gun in your home, but if they are in your home and they're counting weapons, and oh. you have so, so in other words, laid out and you're cleaning it, yes, each component will count as a weapon on their inventory. Don't you think that would be kind of dumb? Um, Four-letter words, more like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's really dumb. I, I, I can't imagine ATF agents coming in and counting pieces as guns. Well, if 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 the uh, uh, state troopers are there, they're the ones that are that are going to be nitpicky like that. Um, the ATF will probably just go looking for for the bigger pe for the bigger whole. Most piece. cops are not even ATF are not that ridiculous. Some of the ones in Western Washington are that that picky. Banson crooked. Mm. Have 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 you ever had your gun out cleaning it when the ATF came in? No, but I had a couple of friends who got in hot water on on that, which is how I know. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they charged them with having uh, what? Um, uh, um. Well, let's see. It was a sixteen piece. They had sixteen pieces scattered on the table. So they charged them with having sixteen guns. Sixteen guns plus. Um, he had. Two that were whole. I, I find that a little hard. So that'd be a total of eighteen, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't believe him at first either until he brought in another friend of his and verified it. I really find that a little hard to believe. Yeah, but yeah, I guess I, it could be. I mean, but but it's kind of like they they must have said something terrible to the agent to cause him to get that picky. Um. That, that's a very good possibility. He He's also um, a slightly paranoid person to begin with, so just maybe his, his um, so you're calling my reaction around it was... Yeah, you're was, calling my paranoid line on his behalf, then. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that and the fact that I'm up at, uh, what, 3.30 in the morning? Afraid somebody's going to knock your door down? Listen, um, the show's over. You get the honors. You know what the honors are. Do it. Oh, good night. No, no, no. Good, good night, America. Pardon. Say good, good night, America. Thank you. Good night, America.